Blog Talk Radio.
I can't think of a harder week uh, than I. It's going to be unbelievably difficult. And I, I need all the prayer I can get, Father, and I pray for a tenfold, I mean tenfold anointing of prosperity. When I say prosperity, I mean protection, uh, changes in their lives, um, just whatever it is that they need uh, to be able to weather these days that we're heading into very rapidly uh, with, with as much grace and provision as your loving kindness would allow each of us to have. I just pray that for every single listener. I pray that not one of us misses the barley harvest rapture in Jesus' name. And Father God, I also just want to ask, you know, on the behalf of all of the listeners, please, in Jesus' name, don't let, you know, help us as much as we need to be helped. Uh, as the scripture says in so many places, incline thine ear, Father, please, we pray. And do not, as Daniel said in Daniel 9.24, do not delay. And also Daniel 9, I think it's also Daniel 9, all over the place. And Father, we just love you. We thank you for the opportunity to be able to serve you. We pray that you will not allow any satanic hindrances, any will of the evil ones, the entities that work on behalf of Satan, that they shall be immediately struck by the holy fire of God at the very moment that they set their wills against us in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And now to him, our Lord Jesus, who's able to keep us from stumbling and present us faultless before your glory, Father God, with exceeding joy. And to you, Father, our Savior, who alone is wise, be glory, majesty, dominion, and power both now and forever. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, that that, that, that meter <laughs> I can't find from.
kind of messed up. I was working a couple seconds ago. All right. Hey, there it is. Praise Jesus. All right. Praise God. And again, thank you, Justin. Thank you, viewer. Thank you, uh, those of you who are kind enough to let me know and do a sound check because uh, I don't have any other way to do it. And, you know, so thank you very much. God bless you. Wow. We sure do have an awful lot of things that are going on tonight. Uh, not just tonight, but over the last several days, I'm sure most, if not all of us, are aware of it. Now, there are some of us. I understand that. And I, I subscribe to it. Um, that, uh, you know, unplug, uh, cut the old end times umbilical cord for a while, maybe get lost in some kind of a, you know, fun sort of a TV series or whatever. Um, and I, I, I get it. I get it. I like to do that too. I like to unplug to some extent, but I have also discovered in my world that if I unplug too long, I start to get anxious. So I find myself watching, you know, something that I really like, you know, just to unplug, right? And then I, and, you know, it hits me and I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, wow, the world could be blowing up. And sure enough, every time I look, it's just like, you got to be kidding me. So it starts out, as we know, with one theoretical, you know, what, you know, just, uh, I'm not, you know, they call it a weather balloon. They say it's a balloon. It, the most likely, you know, there's people that have hypothesized and shown all kinds of videos. I have no doubt that balloon delivered nuclear weapons are possible. Uh, Balloon delivered electromagnetic pulse, which are, those are created by nuclear weapons. So the same, same thing, same thing. Um, and I know that there's claims out there that they have uh, special EMP delivery systems out there that don't uh, come, you know, they, they, they operate and can create an EMP without the actual nuclear explosion. But I will say that in the vision that was given to Maurice Sklar, those, uh, you know, when he saw boom, 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 three nuclear missiles exploding over the top of the United States causing an EMP event in a blackout in his vision given to him by the Lord, uh, you know, it was missiles. Okay, so, um, you know, when people ask me what I think, and by the way, I had to, I was having a lot of anxiety over dealing with this work situation this week because, you know, I've already told the story, but thank you for your prayers, by the way. God bless you. I don't know. I honestly believe, I believe this, this is how strongly I believe about regarding how much your prayers help me. I think I would be dead. I honestly believe that. I, I mean, I, without getting into like an hour-long testimony about <laughs> the attempts that have already been made on my life, um, I will just say I honestly don't think I'd be here if it wasn't for your prayers. And, yeah, this week is just going to be real hard. Anyway, um, but, of course, along comes, you know, I got to keep my blood pressure down. Uh, you know, so when I let let my job know that I'm leaving for personal health and well-being reasons. Believe me, I'm not telling a fib. As a matter of fact, I believe the Holy Spirit gave me that those words. I got to take a lot of sips of water, though, because when my anxiety is high, uh, my BP goes up and, yeah, got to treat it. And then, of course, there's a side effect. <laughs> and, man, I'll tell you what. Clonid, clonid, maybe not for other people, but for me, clonidine, and that's, you know, some people pronounce it clonodine. It's, it has nothing to do with clonopin, okay? So it's not a psych, you know, it's nothing like that. It's just, um, it, it's just a BP med, uh, but it's a very, very effective one, and it has a, a side effect of super-duper dry mouth. I mean, it, it, I mean, if, you know, it's 
amazing dry mouth. It's powerful. And if you don't have water, but this is great because it goes along with my diet. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. All right. Now, I don't want to waste any time, even though uh, Brother Zen and Sister Joy. Now, I don't know because I just too many things have been going on in my life. I simply don't have time as usual. As I And I don't even know. My new job could work me real hard. Uh, I have no idea. But at least the dangers and the toxic environment will be different. Praise the Lord for that. I don't mind working a nice busy day, uh, but, uh, you know, you know what I mean. All right. Praise God. But um, anyway, so um, I, I just did not have time to, um, you know, hunt around in my emails to make absolutely sure that, you know, that, that Zen's going to make it tonight. Sometimes he can, sometimes he can't. It's all right. We just, you know, we're just, you know, we just take it as it comes and praise God. You know, if he can make it, that'd be awesome. All right. Now, on that note, I don't I have so much to share with you tonight. And as you know, um, I well, quite frankly, now you got to You got to know the stuff that we know now. Oh, gosh, it's so complicated because there's so much information and there's so many tiers of understanding. Let's just put it this way. If you know what I know, um, which I assume many do. Um, or at least to some, you know, maybe 80%, maybe 85%, maybe 90%, maybe more, maybe more than I know. I don't know. Uh, but um, you can look at your Twitter feed and, and you can listen to them. You know, they'll have these like broadcasts and stuff. And they were, I was listening to uh, about eight experts, quote unquote, debating about these, you know, what are these things they're shooting down? And it, there was a lot of interesting dialogue um and the, it seemed that the consensus was from these quote unquote. Now, now the reason why I say quote unquote experts is because they were looking forward to the official uh, statement from you know the Department of Defense or whatever. All right. Um, and then I thought to myself, okay, you guys obviously don't realize that all they ever do is lie anyway. So I, I had to, like, take their credibility meter and, like, move it way down to a 2 out of a scale of 1 to 10. But nevertheless, they did have some interesting ideas that were popping around. And the consensus was, uh, you know, they mentioned the alien thing briefly, but for the most part, they feel that it's uh, related to, you know, more Chinese surveillance uh, devices, uh, which to me makes the most amount of sense. Now. I, I, I know that we uh, – and I, I, I admit it. I mean when I first started – because they have shot down – a lot of people don't know this. They shot down four objects in the last three days, and they had uh, you know three no-fly zones set up you know just today, I believe. I know there was two for today. Uh, a myriad of fighters, uh, KC-135 uh, stratotankers, which are, you know, they just kind of hang out up there, and then whenever the fighters need to go refuel, they refuel off the stratotankers so they can keep the fighters up there, like, almost indefinitely. And then um, they also sent up an E-3 radar plane, um, which is fascinating, too. So evidently, whatever it was they were going after was probably not especially, you know, small and hard to track and high and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, and yes, I'm guilty as charged. I thought to myself, well, oh boy, if they, if these are alien craft, um, then, the, you know, this will be the first time in my life 
I, I think it's reasonable for me to call myself a bit of an expert. Um, I understand that expertise is also relative. And I also understand there's always going to be a margin of error, but it is a specialty that the Lord has shown me that I was to adopt through reading and study in the Bible, et cetera. So anyway, the more I thought about this being, now I wanted it to be alien-esque. I was kind of hoping, and here's why. You know, once the alien stuff starts hitting front and center and it's all over mainstream media and people catch on to it, not speculatively, but, you know, it becomes a fact. In other words, you know, it's in your face, it's disclosure time, that kind of thing. Um, here's the thing. I don't care what kind of jet they fly, F-35s, F-22s, F-16s, whatever. At the end of the day, if you know anything about alien spacecraft, and I am – I had this conversation with Elena earlier because she's she's writing a book and she's she likes to generalize because it makes her writing a lot easier and I get it I really do uh, but I explained to her earlier this morning that for my own self when because the alien classification of alien beings that are not born on Earth let's leave it at that uh, it's for me it's easier to just simply classify them in three different categories. Um, and I'm kind of scrolling through my phone here. I didn't realize we chattered. Okay, here we go. So basically, I to, to try to simplify an extremely complicated dynamic because of how big the universe is and all that, is, you know, one group is the fallen angelic races, you know, and an angel is simply a term for a messenger class being. So we know that there are sons of God on Arcturus because the book of Job says, uh, you know, uh, can you guide the sons of Arcturus? Okay, we'll just leave it at that. Um, also, the second category that I like to use is other civilizations versus sons of God, such as the sons of Arcturus. So I think it's quite reasonable and with great certainty, I would say 99 plus percent certainty that those three categories are absolute. Um, and the Bible backs that. Uh, and I'm not going to get into that. You know, maybe I can do some digging around and find the old radio show I did a gazillion years ago <laughs> entitled Isaiah 13 and Joel 2 Alien Invasions. All right. But it's all over Revelation 2. And, you know, it, 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 you know the simple fact of the matter is, it, well, if you listen to the um, – if you listen, if you go back and you listen to the uh, reptilian focus, you know, uh, reptilian overlord show that I did about three, three or four shows ago, it has a lot of the information in there. All right, praise God. Hold on a second. It's time for lots of water, folks. Yep, high anxiety shoves. I have reactive and a resistive high blood pressure, which is the worst case scenario. My dad died from it, and. Um, I have it like three or four times worse than him, and um, and if I get off my medications, I my my BP will go to 235 over 130, which is basically zombie. It's like Walking Dead man. <laughs> okay, uh, you know I'm not going to go into the long story about my ex-wife being a nurse and all that kind of stuff, but believe you me, if your BP ever goes that high, your your head feels like it's going to explode, and if you don't get it down fast, it's H, it's it, it's ER stuff. All right. 
Enough said. All right, praise God. So, kids, let's not waste any time because we sure do have a lot of stuff. Kids, are you there? All right, praise God. Don't want to let the kids down. Do we? We don't want to let you guys down. Right, hey, hey, hey. I'm with you. That, boy, that hurt my ears, kids. Okay. Okay, kids. How did Darth Vader... Oh, how, how apropos. How did Darth Vader know what Luke got him for Christmas? He felt his presence. Get it, kids? <laughs> what do you think? Felt his presence? Come on, get with the program here. All right, Spanky, are you stirring stuff up over there, distracting people? All right, kids, <laughs> what happened to the kid who refused to sleep? He was charged with resisting arrest. Get it? That's pretty good. What do you think, kids? Resisting arrest. All right, hallelujah. All right, and one more. Why did the actor fall through the floorboards? He was just going through a stage. Kind of like me, you know. What do you think, kids? Going through a stage. Is, you know. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, my goodness. Well, anyway, so let's just go ahead and dig into the news because it is voluminous. All right? Fancy word there. I, you know, borrowed it from the aliens. I'm just kidding. All right, next one up. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? <laughs> It's not normal. It's just wrong. Uh, wrong. It's not normal. It's Game over. All right. So to close the whole thing about, you know, Chinese surveillance versus, you know, pre pre-invasion surveillance, by the way, because we do know that's coming um, prophetically as well as, you know, don't even get me going on my, my, my uh, one of my favorite guys, Jack Van Impey. But anyway, all right. Now, um, if you know what I know about the different alien races and the trillions of life forms and civilizations across, you know, an untold number, quadrillions probably, if not much, much more than that, of galaxies across, uh, you know, just this universe alone, and then also recognizing and knowing that there are multiple universes and dimensions and everything else under the sun, uh, you know, it it, it does, it, it's a big, it's a big uh, cosmology to get your arms around, and certainly the bigger it is, the it just seems absolutely ludicrous uh, for somebody to suggest that we're the only pebble on the beach. That's absolutely crazy, um, uh, you know. But that's okay. There's people out there that are like that, you know. And and so we just kind of got to walk away and say, all right, well, God bless you, you know, that kind of thing. Don't don't get into like debates and you know, um, like it says in Galatians five nineteen. It's just you know, just let it go. Let them. Let, the Lord will bring them around. All right, praise God, thank you, Jesus. But anyway, if you know what I know, you know that um, whether it be a holy watcher uh, in a um, craft or it be a fallen angelic being, and those, by the way, are alive, okay, when you shoot them, they die. They are not alien. I'm sorry, they are not demons. I'm sorry if there's somebody out there that disagrees with me, but I can guarantee you they're not demons. 
Okay, so there's a lot of Christians out there that are like aliens or demons, aliens or demons, and they little little and they move through dimensions in a spaceship. No, that is absolutely not correct. All right, now what they are is twice dead, strange flesh, Book of Jude. All right, and um, and they are fallen angelics, which are classes of many different species. All right, now all that being said. Um, I'm going to move on, but I wanted to point out that their technologies, as you might imagine, are impressive, to say the least. And anybody who understands even how the flight capabilities of the small scout ships that they use, um, which are the ones that they come down to the earth for the most part, and sometimes they bring the big 26-mile-wide monster, uh, huge uh, motherships, you know, down into the buttes and, uh, you know, out in Utah and things like that, especially on the Indian Reservation. They favor those, especially, you know, but anyway, uh, probably because Indian, Indian, uh, Indian, uh, American Indians on their reservations don't much like dealing with, you know, the white man's government, well, government and police and all that. So they're going to, they're never going to say nothing. All right. Now, now all that being aside, the scout ships have the ability to move you know, thousands and thousands of miles an hour and make hard left, hard right turns on a dime. I mean, they can literally, any human that w- would be in such a device, uh, do, you know, going 4,000 miles an hour and then turning literally a hard 90-degree turn instantly on a dime would die because the G-forces would cause your head to pop off, all right? Um, but they don't have that problem because they're using, um, you know, if you want to call it anti-gravity, Fair enough. That's fine. That is the most uh, widely adopted term. They use uh, – the, the propulsion system on the scout ships is made up of three uh, – they kind of look like spotlights, but they're bigger, and they basically displace – uh, gravity, essentially. They bend, they bow, they bow, like like it says in the book of Isaiah about our Heavenly Father, he bow, bow, bows the heavens, okay? Well, guess what? So do they. All right, and, and that allows them to move at unspeakably fast speeds and make maneuvers that are supernatural to any scientist or physicist here on Earth. Because of that capability and also the unbelievable capabilities and technological capabilities of, uh, that are you know, built into the, even the scout ships, um, it is exceedingly unlikely unless someone just got incredibly lucky or if one of those particular ships was having some mechanical tr- trouble. And yes, they do. Uh, and uh, then I can see where we could take a pot shot at one and knock it out of the air or get lucky, you know, firing like something like HIMARS, uh, a barrage at just the right millisecond of time, perhaps. I don't know. But as a general rule, you know, if, 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 if an F-22 is, you know, coming toward them, you think they know it? Do you think so? Just maybe. <laughs> okay, so hopefully you get what I'm saying. That You know, we could fire the fastest weapons that we know, hypersonic missiles, which we don't have yet functional in the United States. And you know what? It, they're just going to press the button and go, they're going to disappear. And at that point, it's like, why waste the missiles? All right, so to me... That I, I have to lean towards surveillance devices in preparation for mapping out 
highly you know uh, highly detailed information more more detailed than what you can get from the satellites uh with incredible detail pre-invasion but what does that mean pre-invasion today pre-invasion three weeks from now pre-invasion next year or five years we don't know but the way things are going right now boy uh well, you'll you'll get the idea here as we go through the news. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. But I did want to get that off my plate because there's an awful lot of people out there. Me too. Me too. I was thinking it too. I was actually having a little bit – that actually added to my anxiety a little bit because I was thinking to myself, wait a minute, wait a minute. If this is a prelude to the giant uh, spherical uh, copper ball-shaped uh, uh, you know, mothership that we know is going to come and be on all the TVs worldwide, et cetera, which is associated with the barley harvest. And I thought to myself, wow, if this is a prelude to, to that ship arriving, uh, boy, we're a lot closer than I thought. Um, but I'm still sticking to my, you know, I'm sticking to my, my premise, my understanding, because the, the world is so full of confusion right now, so full of unbelievable lies. It, it, and it gets worse. The more into World War III we get, the more the lies will I mean, you know, I mean, we're already dealing with one of the most lionist government governments that's ever existed in the history of the world. And then you take that and compound it with the need to maintain some form of intel. But at the same time, if you realize that uh, the Klaus Schwab, uh, uh, Obama, Biden, reptilian alliance, um, the global satanic crime syndicate is they want the United States to be destroyed. They 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 invite it. They're they're all this stuff. You know, that's where everybody drops the ball. Okay, when I'm watching, I don't care who it is and what expert it is. They all scratch their head. They'll say stuff like the Pentagon is just incompetent, uh, you know that kind of stuff. But they don't really understand the end game. If they did then everything would make sense, and they'd be able to find it in the Bible. Well, I don't know. Maybe not. I mean, it, it does take a lot of reading of the New Testament, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, uh, and a lot of prayer uh, to come to the place where many of, I, many of us have come to with spiritual discernment and harmony throughout the, all the verses from the beginning to the end, all 31,102, uh, if you have the Texas Receptus types of the Bible, then, you know, you, you, you know, after a while, you'll start to see things like God sending uh, mighty ones from the far ends of the Shamayim, or the heavens is what it says in English, but it, the Hebrew word is Shamayim, and if you do some digging on that word, uh, it's the far ends of, you know, it's, it's outer space, <laughs> just, just straight up. All right, praise God. So anyway, on that note, we're going to go ahead and go just right into the news because I do have an awful lot of audio clips that I want to play for you tonight because it's going to pull together, uh, wow, a lot of stuff. Let's just leave it at that, a lot of stuff. Hallelujah. Let's go ahead and, you know, jet right into it. Praise Jesus. Here we go. Not normal. Wow. 
All right, praise God. So uh, a lot of this stuff is going to be, you know, like thanks, Captain Obvious, you know, kind of stuff. But that's okay. Um, for those who, you know, ha- have been un- disconnected, it'll be important to you. But the Independent reports that a Chinese spy balloon uh, it live, and they had it on film, and they were filming it. And it was the third object that was taken down over Lake Huron. However. Uh, according to the latest intel that has been coming out, they are claiming now that there were a total of four objects shot down in the last three days. All right. So anyway, uh, the last one they said was hexagonally shaped, but, you know, so what? Um, you know, sometimes what they'll do, especially if they're using balloon materials, you know, and they know they're going to send them up like super duper 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 high, um, they can reinforce uh, the the outer, uh, I don't know what you want to call it, the outer skin of the balloon by making it hexagonal and putting braces inside of it, etc. And then it can handle the incredibly high pressure at the really super high altitudes a little better. So anyway, um, uh, next ad line up. The United States unveils new sanctions on China. So makes you know one thing leads to another, right, folks? And I've even heard, although I don't know, I, I'm gonna you know somebody had asked me, you know, there was a little chat going on before the show started, and I said, really, well, you know, I said what I think, you know, is that we may only know about five percent of the things we're going to go through. That's why I focus on the real big heavy hitters, because there's too many little creepy weird things that we keep on uncovering almost every radio show. All right, praise God. So again, um, we're at four, so we can just blow past these headlines. Another one here says U.S. military has shot down an unidentified object over Lake Huron. Okay, amen. Um, uh, then, of course, the FAA alert around the Super Bowl. They have that as uh, NOTAM, uh, which is uh, essentially just restricted airspace. Um, praise God. So um, who knows? Um, I, I'm, I'm just gave up on that sport a long time ago. Praise God. Um, I will also uh, let you know that um, rather than playing this audio clip, which would take a couple of minutes, probably more than I have. Well, I don't really know how long this one is here. I'll go ahead and play it. Why not? I got a whole bunch of them. And and, uh, Zen and and, uh, Joy don't join us until nine anyway. Praise God. So we have a little bit extra, ton of news, ton of audio bites, and a little extra time. Praise Jesus. So let me go ahead and pull this one up. And see what we got. Interesting. This is kind of unusual uh, that these pilots saw different things, and that is sort of, I guess, adding to the oh, mystery of all this. Yeah, not even the pilots apparently were really able to identify what they saw. And just to take you back for a sec, on Thursday, the uh, the U.S. defense officials sent F-35 fighter jets up to try to figure out what this object was that was flying around near Alaska. Those pilots, we have learned, have given very conflicting accounts of what they actually experienced, with some pilots saying that the, the object interfered with the plane's sensors, other pilots saying that they didn't really experience that, other pilots saying that when they looked at the object, they could identify no identifiable, uh, identifiable propulsion system, and they did not know how it was actually staying in the air, cruising at that altitude of about 40,000 feet. So this has all added to the Pentagon's wariness of describing in more detail what this object actually is until they can get more information right. uh, through the debris okay. that they are recovering so right the now. reason why I'm jumping in here is I'm just going to – so. When a person is predisposed to believe that it's an alien craft, they will 
choose their words in accordance with their predisposition. Um, the actual facts are that it was flying at 40,000 feet. Posed, they felt it posed a threat to civilian flights, which I can tell you from flying a lot that 40,000 is, uh, is an altitude that they use. It's, it's a little higher than normal, but they do use it. Um, U.S. officials, uh, it did not appear to have surveillance equipment on it. That's fine. Uh, did they get that close? And how small is the surveillance equipment? Next up, about the size of a small car. Well, if it's that small, how are you going to see? Yeah, I mean, no way. Okay, you're flying in an F-22 for crying out loud. All right, and then it says it was unmanned and did not appear to be self-maneuvering. Well, what does that mean? Did not appear to be self-maneuvering. Of course it was. Uh, whether you like it or not, um, it was. <laughs> You know, no matter it, whether it was, you know, no matter what it is, it had to be self-maneuvering. So that's that's you know that's just it did not appear. And then they said it was shot down by the F-22 over the waters of Alaska. That was the first one. And then of course you got the three other ones and whatever. Um, so uh, you know, if these were otherworldly beings inside these craft, it would be the first time in my life and years and years and untold number of books untold number of documentaries, untold number of, you name it, uh, information sources uh, that I've heard of where a, uh, unless it was disabled or unless it had a mechanical problem uh, or whatever, you just can't, you can't shoot them down. They can be shot down, but only under very unique circumstances. And quite frankly, I think that you almost kind of have to use fire, fire, fight fire with fire kind of thing. Okay, right. Praise God. All right, next one up. Newsweek says alien invasions. Congressman addresses speculation after the UFOs were shot down. And this particular uh, congressman is Himes from Connecticut, and he says, no, no, uh, alien, it, it is not. Okay, and I, you know, again, like I said, all right. So anyway, praise God. That that's my thoughts on it. When 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 it's when when God says it's time for the real aliens, Isaiah thirteen, Joel two, to come upon the earth, which I believe is going to be in the day of the Lord primarily. But we also know that there will be uh, some type of an alien invasion at some point in the midst of World War III. However, World War III will actually be going on during the Day of the Lord. Okay, so it's, it's, it, it, what we have to embrace is the parallel nature of all these massively horrific events occurring simultaneously, which we already see a lot of that happening right now. Uh, you know, if this radio show is still around, I, 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 I pray in Jesus' name that none of us are here. Um, you know, once that David Doetry vision and Sorry Park vision come true and, and you know, w- the barley harvest is, uh, you know, right there uh, coming our way, uh, you know, I just – I would be so devastated. I think everybody listening to this program would be devastated if we missed the first fruits barley harvest. Praise God. All right. Now, next is a audio bite I'm going to play. And this is from a uh, – you may have heard of it or you may have not have heard of it. But there's a guy by the name of Clayton Morris and his wife, and they do a show called Redacted. Now, 
It's got a lot of great stuff in it. They don't get everything, and they, I, I don't think they're believers, uh, but uh, they might be. Uh, but anyway, he's an ex-Fox News anchor that you know decided he was going to break off and do his own thing, and he's very good at it, very good at it. And uh, you know, so if you do ever go to the redacted YouTube channel, they've got this leader that they play that has a countdown on it, and boy, does it have so much conspiracy stuff in it. It's just, it's it's a movie unto itself. But anyway, I'm going to go ahead and play this bite, because this is Scott Ritter commenting on the chemical weapons that are being used in the Ukraine. And by the way, uh, yeah, a lot more than we thought. All right, here we go. Welcome, everybody, to Redacted on this Thursday. I'm Clayton Morris. I'm Natalie Morris. And on this show, we try to cover the stories that the mainstream media largely ignores, and not by choice. We would love it if the mainstream media would cover the stories uh, that we that we cover here, because maybe it would be less work for us. I mean, a lot of these stories are hiding in plain sight. Yeah. All the media has to do is open their eyes. Most of them are not exclusive. It's only for people who like to read. Right. You know, just all you have to do is follow the facts, and that's what we try to do here on this show. So welcome, welcome. We get a, a very busy show for you on this Thursday. We worked hard all day on this, and we hope that we can bring you some value tonight. Um, we're going to be looking at the unbelievable stories of atrocities coming out of Ukraine and the videos that continue to mount around chemical weapons attacks on Russian soldiers. Um, if this were happening on the other foot, the mainstream media would be all over this story, and yet with this story, it's almost dead silence, not a peep from the mainstream media. So we are going to dive deep into the latest on these chemical weapons attacks and what the Kremlin is saying this afternoon in response. Also, Elon Musk in response. You know, the use of those Starlink satellites? Uh-uh, not so good anymore. We're going to tell you what Elon Musk is saying now as it relates to using Starlink for the Ukrainian military. So a lot of the walls are really starting to close in on, on Zelensky, and you're going to see some people really bailing and jumping ship very, very soon. Uh, speaking of walls closing in, we're going to tell you about food shortages that are hitting where food shortages normally do, the poorest amongst us first, and whether or not that is going to trickle up uh, to other populations. So it's like what, B9 yeah. on it or whatever? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> channel called the result i'm trying report. to bring it a little closer to the ritter interview are you uh, you know I, I here we go all right here we go war knows a lot about chemical weapons and weapons in general is former u.n weapons inspector scott ritter who warned us all about the lies that we were about to see on that day and scott joins us now uh good to see you scott welcome to the show as usual um you know it's interesting i this of course, the story about Ukraine is amazing, and you, with your experience trying to warn the world of the lies that were being perpetrated in Iraq, when you hear these stories coming out of Ukraine, these videos emerging of purported chemical weapons being outfitted on drones, what happens in your brain? Like, is there like a, an alert that goes off? How do you assess what you're seeing in Ukraine versus what you knew happened in Iraq 20 years ago? Well, first of all, <clears throat> I have to take the uh, the videos at face value. Um, you know, being an inspector, uh, you know, I, I, I cut my teeth on the concept of trust but verify, uh, meaning that, you know, I, I can my eyes can trust something, I can I can hear people talk, but I really need to verify. So <clears throat> we have uh, you know videos that uh, have clearly identifiable people in them. We know who these people are. They 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 brag who they are. 
uh, and they're claiming to be producing um, what looks like to be a, a hydrogen cyanide type weapon, which is a, you know, a, a, a deadly gas. I just remind people that if you bite into a cyanide capsule, uh, you will die. Um, hydrogen cyanide uh, is, is a deadly gas and that will kill you. Um, and they're, 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 they, they appear to be producing canisters designed to be dropped from drones um, filled with this deadly uh, chemical agent. So, you know, and then we have the video, as you said, I, I saw it. It's not an easy watch. It's, uh, in fact, is it sickened me um, and broke my heart um, because clearly the, the guy was struggling to live. He wanted to live. That was a human being who did not want to die. And he was being subjected to one of the worst deaths imaginable. Um, I don't want to get into, you know, what hydrogen cyanide does, but it's, it's not pretty. Um, and his death wasn't pretty. And again, um, you know, I want to trust that that video is showing me what it shows. Um, but you need, you, you do need verification. But then let me, let me talk about double standards here. If we had a government, uh, if we had a videotape showing Syrian government forces bragging about how they were going to produce a chemical agent and deploy it by a drone, uh, and then we had a video that showed a drone strike against, say, a white helmet uh, or some sympathetic uh, figure you know, to the United States, uh, some of the Kurdish uh, people that we claim to support in northern Syria, and showing a Kurdish fighter riding the death on the ground in the most horrific fashion. I can guarantee you the United States would be holding an emergency session of the Security Council right now, demanding a full-scale investigation by the um, Organization for the Prohibition of Chemical Weapons, OPCW, uh, backed by the United Nations. They'd be seeking a Chapter 7 resolution by the Security Council to hold those who perpetrated this accountable, meaning that they would use military force in response. That's what the United States would be doing. But there's silence. Silence, yeah. deafening silence right now. Cricket. The world is silent. The OPCW is silent. Where is the organization? You know, these, these, these brave members, I don't have, I have no use for the OPCW. I just hope people understand that I am strongly biased against them, not because of what they stand for, but because of what they have become. Uh, All right. Anyway, um, if you go to YouTube and you search on Redacted, uh, it's got O-S-H um, star T. They just crossed the red line, and Putin uh, readies a response. And we already know that's coming in a big way. So anyway, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. So I didn't want to um, blow away too much time because we have so much more to share with you. And the time does tend to, you know, just leak right out of your hands. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. All right. So the next headline up here and here we go. Okay. So this is coming uh, out, out of a European kind of like a rag mag sort of a thing, you know, but it doesn't matter. I mean, these guys actually do a pretty, it's the sun and um, they do a pretty good job. Um, they don't, uh, I'm not going to name any names of some of the ones that are real exaggerators and make all sorts of claims that I don't believe because they're never right. Um, uh, but anyway, um, countdown to Z day, they call it. Russia is amassing 1,800 tanks. I've already known about this. I've reported it on the program, 700 um, aircraft and 500,000 men. So that is the largest number I have heard to date 
on the uh, troop levels that they are calling up on the Russian side. All right. Um, and they're saying uh, that they expect it to be within 10 days. So, you know, again, time, you know, you know, in any kind of a war dynamic, you can expect the timing to always be shifting around, uh, which, by the way, is interesting because um, there's a lot of evidence that our Heavenly Father does that with Lucifer. Uh, or same. All right, a little bit. So anyway, praise God. Um, let's move on to the next headline. Top Russian lawmaker labels the United States president a terrorist. You know, too bad they didn't say top Russian lawmakers label the United States president a reptilian overlord <laughs> that needs depends and shots of Ritalin. Uh, anyway, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. All right, hold on a second. I got to get another one of those drinks of water. I'll be, and my, my, everything will stick together and I'll be like, <laughs> oh, if I help, hope I would, hope I don't run out of water. I'll have to, I'll have to run over and refill it on the next news. <clears throat> Audio-based news clip. All right. Now, how many of you out there are familiar with the Ohio train derailment event? All right. Now, I'm giving you – I'm going – I want – hmm. Okay. So, unfortunately, I did not have time, and it's, it is exceedingly time-consuming. In fact, for me to cut out the F-bombs on the real truth video – um, it would have taken me about two hours. Um, I, I have, I don't know, I, I, I'm going to have to find another editing solution. Long story short. All right. Praise God. Now, what I am suggesting, though, however, is a warning. This is a noteworthy warning. They, this guy is freaking out. Okay. And he is very liberal with his F, his F bombs. Because he is truly freaking out. Now, for those of us who, for good reason, have sensitivities to such words, um, I wanted to give you a heads up. So here's your heads up. Uh, if you have kids in the room and you don't want them to hear it, I don't blame you. Kids, get out of the room. Kids, you need to get out of the room. Either that or you got to put on those headphones, those sound, uh, those sound eliminating headphone things. That, that, that Spanky, hang, 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 hand out the headphones, will you, Spanky? Kids, put on the headphones, will you? Come on. Oh, come on, just do it. It's all right. And for those of you who are listening to the program with children, heads up. Now, I will say this, although I don't say it, you know, for any other reason other than it's true. As things become more horrific as the days go on, we will be exposed to people freaking out, and they will be using lots of F-bombs. We got – I'm pretty sure uh, where God will be calling us – and now, not everybody, not everybody, but some of us may be in places where, you know, God is going to send us to touch people's lives. And, you know, if you're – you know, beside a drowning person that just got their leg bit off by a shark, you know, 
they're not going to be sitting there reciting their ABCs when you come up to them. So, um, but anyway, that's you know I, I couldn't edit, so I'm just warning you, and I'll I'll give you kind of like a five, four, three, two, one before I play it. But you know what? It is important to hear it, and the reason is not to hear the F bombs, but to hear the frantic nature of what's going on because the news. Get this. Okay, so in regard to that train derailment and the uh, and and that chemical, the vinyl chloride that was on there, it's extremely toxic. And what they're doing is they're they're doing a, a you know I don't know if you know about this, but um, the Russians you know tend to be pretty secretive, and so they were pretty darn secretive about Chernobyl, and for a long time. They were battling it. They didn't battle it correctly. A lot of people that were battling it ended up dying. Um, but uh, but anyway, the United States is the same way to some degree. the The problem with this particular explosion, it's just it's oh gosh, I don't know. I've actually heard reports. I don't know if they're accurate that forces of darkness blew this train up. The words that they used were um, like a dead whale on the beach. If that be the case, this may go down in history as one of the most evil, murderous things. I mean, you know, can't top the pandemic because right now the current count is somewhere around 4 million dead or is it more? I'll get that soon. But anyway, I wanted to let you know about the vinyl chloride and this fantastic explosion that occurred and the fact that there's an awful lot of people, you know, a noteworthy number of people out there saying that they blew it up. Um, and uh, now I'm going to do the five, four, three, two, one. So for those of you who, you know, really don't want to hear the F-bombs getting dropped because this person is absolutely freaking. But if you don't hear this video, this is live on site. See, that's that's how I knew what happened at San Bernardino. That's how I knew that it was a black ops operation. That's how you find out that there were five shooters at the Pulse Club shooting. You have to get your hands on the early videos from the people that are on site. They were actually – the police in that town uh, in Ohio were actually um, – uh, you know, um, New Palestine or whatever they call it. Uh, they were um, actually arresting anyone – who was doing even even if it was independent journalism anybody that was filming things anyone who looked like they could be a journalist they were literally putting them on the ground cuffing them throwing them in the back of the car and taking them away so if that doesn't ring true with someone with with a group that is doing everything they can to hide the truth behind what happened and all that um well you know, actions speak louder than words, right? Amen. All right, let's go ahead and pull this up. Please be warned. Five, four, three, two, one. It has some f bombs. Derailed Friday. Twenty of them carrying hazardous material as flames lit up the sky in northeastern Ohio. The evacuation order is in place for anyone within a mile radius of the crash site. These aren't these aren't storm clouds. All right, now I'm I'm just going to comment real quick. There's an evacuation order for anyone within a mile of the site. That's like saying, we just set off a nuclear bomb. <laughs> the firestorm is going to be three miles from ground zero, but you only need to, like, you know, 
evacuate a mile out. All right. This thing was that big and it did have a mushroom cloud. It really did. Uh, And it covered, I don't know if you've seen the videos of it, but it covered like the whole like horizon is just absolutely this mushroom cloud of chemicals was huge. I it, wild wild guess probably about 15 to 20 miles across if I was going to wage a guess just based on the videos. This this is the next part. This is the guy that's like really 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 freaking out because as he starts he's filming the clouds in the sky. They're very dark, and it's very creepy and, you know, end-of-the-world-ish. But this is where he starts dropping some F-bombs because he freaks because he knows that the people in the town are being set up by whomever to die. All right? And I'm not saying everybody's going to die. I'm just saying that's the magnitude of the problem. So anyway, five, four, three, two, one. Out. This is the fucking shit! The fucking shit they burn off in East Palestine! This is not fucking storm clouds! Look at it! All right, now I'm going to have to do a little bit of narration because they're showing the people, the, um, the news people. You know, the media uh, being held down on the ground and being cuffed by the uh, I don't even know. These people don't even look like police. I don't know what they are. Uh, There's so many different agencies and contractors that are being involved in all this black ops operation stuff. And uh, anyway, they're there. That's what, so right here. It says Ohio cops arrest a national news reporter for reporting the truth. All right. Oh. All right, now the next uh, segments of video are dead fish. Dead fish all over the place, flopping around in some cases, dying or just dead, you know, everywhere. Okay, uh, so we'll, we'll go through this little part. It says, and it, sa- it even says in the video, it says, two miles away from the der- derailment, two miles away, fish are dead in all the water. I got to go back because they splashed up some stuff that was highlighted. I don't want to read it to you. It says, um, according to Norfolk Southern Radio, the controlled release process involves the burning of the rail car's chemicals. Ah, see, no wonder people were screaming. What are you doing? You're killing us. All right. Uh, It says, which will release fumes into the air that can be deadly if inhaled. Based on current weather patterns and expected flow from the smoke and fumes, anyone who remains in the red-affected areas face grave danger of death. Anyone who remains in the yellow-impacted areas at high risk of severe injury, including skin burns and serious lung damage. Let's move on. Now they're showing the map. Officials are claiming that the air and water are safe. The residents. They uh, just flashed up a headline that said it's a uh, very much like a Chernobyl-like event, and now they're showing the fish either dying or just tons and tons of dead fish. They, they can still smell chlorine. They've complained about their eyes watering when they go outside. 
And one woman says the noxious air killed her chickens. Out of nowhere, he just started coughing really hard and just shut down and went very fast. All right, and the uh, they also just showed all the hair on my head stood on, uh, on end during the press conference. In one sentence, they say all air quality is fine. This is the press conference they held, and that there is no contamination detected. Get it? They're being fantastically lied to. All right, next up. Now they're showing eggs. Look at all these fucking crows. I'm not kidding. Okay, now now they're showing eggs that are coming out of the, the free range, you know, roaming chickens, and uh, there's some of them that are pink. <laughs> I mean, really pink. Okay, and then this lady's slipping out because there's birds like dropping from the sky and swirling in the air in circles because they're in the actual chemical death cloud that is rolling across Ohio. I wonder how far it's going to go because my sister really doesn't live too far away from uh, that that particular location. So if this, you know, who knows? We don't know how the weather works and all that kind of stuff. All right, so anyway, we'll keep on going here. This is within 10 miles of Ten, Palestine. 10 miles, guys. 10 miles. Oh, now they're showing uh, strips, you know, like those peepee strips. And they're showing all kinds of, you know, I don't know if it's fish tank stuff or whatever, but they're showing the level of the to- the poison in the water supply. Uh, the next uh, headline here says, Rail Companies Blocked Safety Rules Before Ohio Derailment. All right, so creepy stuff. You have not evacuated. Please leave the area. All right, praise God. So, unfortunately, I think as the days progress uh, and things get darker and darker and darker and darker, um, the Lord will even have us go into places where there is horrific things happening. Um, there are visions and dreams of us walking through the streets in groups of, you know, groups of anointed Christians, particularly, especially anointed by the Holy Spirit, and, you know, um, raising people from the dead, growing out arms, growing out legs. You know, greater things than these will we do because our, our King has gone unto the Father, uh, John 12, 13, 14, you know, 12, 13, and 14, praise God. So um, th- that day is coming, you know, and I'm pretty sure if, you know, the mother of a baby who's died or somebody's laying there with their leg chopped off, I'm pretty sure they're not going to be, you know, saying, boy, I really wish I could watch a Miss Marsha on, you know, and Mr. Green Jeans and Dance, you know, you know, or, or an old, you know what I mean? They're going to be freaking. And I think we're going to be exposed more and more to that. And it's just going to have to roll off of our holy ears. And, um, and it will. It will. Because we'll be busy doing God's work. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. All right. Now, the next audio bite here is excellent. Uh, once again, I tip my hat to Tucker Carlson. He is on the cutting edge, and when he has enough data that he can put together an argument that is exceedingly difficult to rebut, um, then he does it. And um, I honestly, it, he must be making Fox unbelievable. The only thing that will stop a reptilian like Rupert Murdoch from firing somebody like uh, Carlson who's on to them, 
is money. These entities like money more than anything, okay? Uh, and they they do fight amongst each other. I, I That's the thing that a lot of people don't know about the World Economic Forum and the elites and blah, 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 blah. They do. They fight amongst each other a lot. And so uh, anyway, I'm not going to get into that. And I'm just going to go ahead and play. This is uh, Tucker Carlson doing a short bit, three minutes and 11 seconds, on the Nord Stream 2 and the sabotage and who did it. It's an excellent audio bite. All of us should have a copy of it on our phones so that we can show our – let me pick my adjectives carefully here – so we can show our beloved relatives who can't see anything to save their lives. How about that? All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. Let's go ahead and listen to this. This is great. All right. Here we go. But before the war in Ukraine even began – both Toria Newland at the State Department, the number two of the State Department, and Joe Biden threatened to blow up the Nord Stream pipeline. Watch. I want to be clear with you today. If Russia invades Ukraine, one way or another, Nord Stream 2 will not move forward. If Russia invades, uh, that means tanks or troops crossing the, uh, the, the border of Ukraine. Again, then uh, there will be uh, we there will be no longer a Nord Stream two. We we will bring an end to it. But do, but how will you how will you do that exactly? Since the project and control of the project is within Germany's control, we will. Uh, I promise you, we'll be able to do it. So then the pipelines actually blew up. These are the pipelines that bring natural gas from Eastern Europe to Western Europe to keep the European economy going. And they exploded, causing the single largest human-caused environmental disaster in all of history. And again, setting Europe on the road to actual poverty. So it was an unpopular event, and Joe Biden denied any responsibility. In fact, he blamed Russia. Joe Biden and his whole administration told us that somehow Russia, for reasons they never made clear, just because they're evil, had sabotaged their own energy pipeline. Watch this. It was a, a deliberate act of sabotage, and now the Russians are pumping out disinformation and lies. So that was in September, and it was obvious from the very first day, well, that's not true. It's not that Vladimir Putin is too good a person to blow up Nord Stream, but, like, why would he? It only hurts him. And, by the way, it really hurts Western Europe. But a lot of media outlets repeated that lie dutifully. That's what they do and attacked us as Putin stooges for having questions about it. Well, we know a lot more now. There have been a number of official investigations of what happened, and not one has found any evidence of Russian involvement. And now we have the actual answer to what happened. Oh, the Biden administration did it. For real. Investigative reporter Seymour Hersh, who's been around for more than 50 years, just wrote a piece on Substack that includes this, quote, Last June, the Navy divers, U.S. Navy divers, operating under the cover of a widely publicized midsummer NATO exercise known as Ball Tops 22, planted remotely triggered explosives that three months later destroyed three of the four Nord Stream pipelines, according to a source with direct knowledge of the operational planning. Now, this piece continues. It's probably the most comprehensive news story you will read this year. Seymour Hersh on Substack, you should read it. And it recounts in detail meetings with the National Security Advisor at the White House, where this was planned, exactly what explosives were used, how they were triggered by what aircraft on what day. So many details in here that it is not possible that it's not true. It is true. 
And in fact, no one in the high level of the U.S. government is denying it with any specificity and said the White House is just dismissing this utterly false. And no reporters are following up on this. All right. Praise God. And there you have it. So it's out. And uh, of course, when the when you have somebody like Carlson put together something that's that comprehensive, um, what do you think Putin's thinking? Okay. And that, that kind of goes without saying. Now, the next audio bite that I'm going to play for you is a little longish. Okay. So it's like seven minutes, but um, it's going to be a little creepy. Now, the, the takeaway from this is to understand that Satanists will take sometimes decades, even hundreds of years to put together. I used to like, for example, when I was studying some of the stuff from Albert Pike and the three world wars and stuff, and there's, you know, they, out there they, they say nowadays, they say that, that that's not a, the, the writings that it's, a, they, they call it, you know, false. It's false writings, man. It's not Albert Pike. I'm here to tell you that it is, uh, that his letter to Giuseppe Mazzini from the 1800s about the three, you know, three world wars is real. Um, they did eventually remove it from the museum, which it was uh, being displayed in, in the United Kingdom, because people started catching on and they listen in on everything. You ever wonder why you can't change the battery in your phone anymore? Yeah, they need the power to be on all the time so they can you know, listen to your phone. Yeah. But, you know, the thing is, people are out there like going, oh, no, I've got to hide, you know, and I'm like, why? <laughs> you know, God told me, you know, I was freaking out and crying and just bawling my head off because I was under so much attack from four different people that called themselves Christians. One of them was even after my job. And I was crying to the Lord because I thought my life was over. I was like, I'm because I, I couldn't get to God to take it down. He's just that. It was just that bout of a situation. I, I'm not going to call him any names. I've been He's at the top of my prayer list right now, and I pray in Jesus' name that God will forgive him. I really want the Lord to forgive him with all my heart. And um, But anyway, um, and God told me as I, after I got up with the tears all over my face, I was just bawling. As I was walking out the door, probably going to work, you know, in my office remote, he said, do you know who I am? Do you know who I am? And I was like, oh, uh-oh. It was an admonishment. You know, I was sitting there in fear. Oh, I, I, the miracles that, that oh, like I said, I could probably write a 600-page book, you know, and uh, most people would be like, no way that happened. All right, well, anyway, praise God, thank you, Jesus, hallelujah. So I want to play this for you because what it's going to do is it's going to give you the horrific history that's behind and, and you know, going back 60, 70 years here uh, on how the little bits and pieces were being put into place to bring us to where we are right now. So the tentacles of the Hydra, the Global Satanic Crime Syndicate, are, well, I know there's a lot of people that have a hope that they're going to turn back the clock and that they're going to, you know, uh, get them back and all that kind of stuff. But uh, it sure doesn't look like it's going to happen to me. All right. So anyway, on that note. Um, now, it doesn't mean that I don't root them on, you know, when I see them, you know, tearing into the Twitter executives. I'm like, yeah, you know, but then I kind of sadly realize that the Department of Justice is completely controlled by the 
entities, if not an entity themselves, which is the most likely dynamic. All right, I'm going to play this for you. It's seven minutes long, but it will – it's pretty horrific. You're going to get get a little history uh, lesson here. I did, uh, and it was uh, troubling, to say the least. All right, here we go. National Vaccine Program and National Childhood Vaccine Injury Act, and that's the one that set up the liability exemption for manufacturers and funneled anyone who was injured by a vaccine into this different compensation program, and that's been used as a model since the um, COVID started for the countermeasures injury compensation program. So the international piece, the cornerstone, is the World Health Organization, which is not a health organization. It's a military organization because of this merger that I'm talking about. It's sort of the military arm of the, the one world government that they're trying to set up. And they did a set of amendments to the international health regulations in 2005 that entered into force in June 2007. But basically, the IHR, which are currently going through another round of amendments to make them worse, called on national governments to strengthen their own domestic laws and fund more programs for surveillance, testing, detention and quarantine, physical control, and forced treatment during international outbreaks of communicable diseases. And the pretext that they used, because it was bankers who were doing this, was that they needed to protect international trade from disruptions caused by disease outbreaks. But the real intent was to set up these legal systems that transfer sovereign government from the nation state to the World Health Organization and the BIS automatically when a public health emergency of international concern has been declared. And Congress and U.S. presidents and the cabinet complied with that demand from the World Health Organization. So two of the key years were 1997 and 98. That was when the beginnings of the emergency use authorization program was set up and when they transferred the CBRN weapon stockpile from DOD classification, I guess, to HHS or CDC classification and control. Um, it was the same product, as far as I can tell. It was just a relabeling and a rehoming of them. And the, yeah, the EUA that was kind of a two-step thing. Uh, at the time, the public was really upset about the use of unapproved vaccines for anthrax on military troops and the horrible adverse effects they were having. Um, so Congress passed a law in November to kind of revoke authorization for testing or using unapproved products on military troops. But three days later, in a different law, made it so that the same programs could be done, but the target population would be expanded from just military troops to the entire American population. Then around 2000 to 2002, using the momentum from 9-11 and the anthrax attacks on Congress, they set up through the statutes, again, um, program management sort of structures. Um, they did that through the 2000 Public Health Threats and Emergencies Act, through the 2001 Authorization for Use of Military Force. And people talked about this at the time. It was construed as putting the country into a permanent state of war, the global war on terror, with every other country in the world. So there was no 
geographic limitation. There was no time limitation. There was no identified enemy other than terror. And through that, I think other people figured this out at the time, and then it sort of got suppressed. But um, it made everyone in the world into a presumptive combatant or enemy target. So it was essentially a de facto covert global martial law act by the U.S. government. And then in those early 2000s, we also got the Patriot Act, the Public Health Security and Bioterrorism Preparedness and Response Act, and the Homeland Security Act. And those were just more of the merging of the DHS, the DOJ, the HHS, the Department of Defense, all of the cabinet agencies. So since then, 2003 to 2009, there have been lots and lots of executive orders on these things, lots more statutes and appropriations, lots of agency regulations, um, guidance reports that were circulated to state, local, and tribal authorities and law enforcement so that they would know that under a public health emergency, they are subordinated to the federal military. FDA issued a lot of guidance for industry documents and sent those out to the pharmaceuticals and to the academic organizations and NGOs to let them know about how FDA was going to handle experimental products like vaccines, gene therapies, biologics, and they did more test runs like 2003 SARS, 2006 MERS, and 2009 H1N1. That brings us up to the other transactions authority, and this was revealed through Pfizer's um, April 2022 motion to dismiss uh, whistleblower Brooke, Brooke Jackson's False Claims Act case. It said this was not a vaccine, it was a DOD prototype, and we were never obligated to do valid clinical trials. We were never obligated to prove safety or efficacy to anyone. We never had to get FDA authorization through any of the normal guidance for industry channels because it was a prototype. On October 4th, 2022, the U.S. government endorsed that view and filed a statement of interest and support for the motion to dismiss, basically saying that clinical trials were never material or necessary for DOD to pay the contractors for producing and distributing the bioweapons known as COVID-19 vaccines. And so all of this became visible from 2020 to the present when the uh, World Health Organization Secretary General issued the Public Health Emergency of International Concern at the end of January 2020, and the HHS Secretary immediately triggered the domestic frameworks through the determination that a public health emergency exists followed by PrEP Act declarations for medical countermeasures, which are the weapons. And then Congress and the presidents, Trump and Biden, passed several additional congressional acts, um, funding and um, reinforcing the structure of the toolbox, and issued more executive orders under the Defense Production Act, under the Stafford Act, under the National Emergencies Act, to sort of build out the program. Basically, what it built is a huge public and private funding stream for military-led um, bioweapons research and use, eliminated informed consent um, by reclassifying people who could potentially be carrying a disease as presumptive national security threats um, so that you can do anything you want to them because you're on a war footing, and to shield the products and weapons from product liability, to shield all the people involved from criminal liability and civil liability and to shield the government funders, developers, and regulators from criminal prosecution under the other laws, which are in place, but are sort of superseded by this, this framework for 
All right. And that 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 really is the crux of it. She wraps it up with a couple of, uh, you know, uh, sprinkles on the cupcake. But <clears throat> you're able to see the Hydra tentacles of evil uh, that have uh, been woven together into a tapestry that is essentially backing us into a corner just. And then you add ESG on top of it. I mean, we're, we're so close to them rolling out the mark of the beast. It is absolutely amazing. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. Uh, and this one here is most troubling. It turns out that, and I'll just tell you, well, I'll read the little thing. It says, uh, children, and this is in Brazil. Now, is this going to spread? Mm, I kind of think so. So basically what this, now remember that Brazil had untold hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people in the streets for probably about, what, a month? It was the most amazing you know, protest in sheer numbers and duration that I can re- recall ever seeing because uh, the people of Brazil believed strongly that this guy that's now in charge was it was fraud and they they knew it and they were mad. Uh, and uh, unfortunately, we know a little bit about that here, too. So um, except I won't get into it. But anyway, this is what he's doing. He just made a proclamation to the Brazilian people that children have to be vaccinated and anyone and have a vaccination certificate or the child and the mother will lose all government benefits. So map that over to the United States and recognize that in the United States, approximately one-third of the 350 million people that live here, and that's a lot. When you consider that Australia only has about 35 million, give or take, that's the population of California. Canada only has about 35 to 40 million. Their whole country. So Canada has about the same population as uh, California and Australia. So when you look at the population of the United States at 350 million, that's a boatload. And a third of those are on government subsidy uh, of some type. You know, they get food stamps, they get so much a month, you know, know, whatever the case is. Um, And can you imagine? Yeah, I think you can. All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. All right. Um, Steve Kirsch on Twitter says, uh, you know, he's he's very he, he spends most of his time anti-vaxxing, um, and uh, in any way he pulls up, uh, you know, this document that he was able to get his hands on about age age stratified COVID nineteen vaccine dosage, and basically inside the paper, which is an insider paper, um, uh, he found out that they were counting. Uh, And according to what, uh, amongst other incredibly evil things in that paper, he discovered that at this current time, 13 million people have been killed worldwide by the vaccination, according to the insider paper. All right, pretty creepy, pretty sad, and I I don't even know. It's, It's hard to even imagine having to go through all these things. And I, I so I know people, I love them and I totally relate to unplugging. The problem is nowadays, if you unplug even for a little while, 
Don't be surprised if there's a real bona fide alien invasion taking place the next time you, you know, flip off your, uh, <laughs> you know, your binge-worthy uh, Prime or Netflix show. All right, praise God, thank you, Jesus. Next one up. All right, Dr. Naomi Wolf, uh, she's publishing out, says, Un- unvaccinated teachers in New York City were flagged, so they gave them a problem code on their personnel files. Get this. When that happens, their fingerprints and the flag information is automatically sent to the FBI and the New York Criminal Justice Services. Wow. How many others is that coming for? I, you know, I, I, I think it's coming for all of us. I really do. I just pray in Jesus' name that the barley harvest happens. And, you know, and, and, and it is also very, very possible that a lot of the things that the, um, you know, the reptilian overlords want to uh, inflict upon us by force, causation, as the Bible says, you know, that he will cause people to take the mark. Um, uh, you know, it's possible that the barley harvest first fruits is going to be out of here by then. Okay. All right. Praise God. So I'm hoping, I'm definitely hoping so. All right. Hallelujah. Next one up. Thank you, Jesus. The New World Health Organization just really, or the, it's not the new, but uh, it's a new release by the World Health Organization. Tedros, the puppet that they have, you know, reading off of his script is now saying the world must prepare for a potential H5N1 human bird flu pandemic. So, um, uh, shrug your shoulders, prepare. What are we going to do? I don't know. But that, that to me just sounds like they're getting ready to, you know, to release another bunch of vials. (laughs) At least, hopefully, this time we won't have to sit and listen to that nauseating creature Fauci lie, 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 lie. I so hope that, um, oh, well, whatever. I can hope all I want. (laughs) Doesn't mean it's going to happen. All right, praise God. Now I want to share with you. Now there's a lot of people out there. I get it. I get it. There's a lot of people out there that think Elon Musk just because, you know, for whatever reason. I mean, the last person that tried to convince me he was a bad guy, they're like, well, you know, you got to look at his genealogy and all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, I, I just don't want to get into it. If I tell somebody over an email that you're wrong, you know, I don't say it like that. I, you know, I say, well, that's not actually very an, an, an appropriate characterization. You're, you're missing a lot. And they'll bombard me with several other emails to try to prove their point. And at that point, I've already washed my hand. Of it. I will not answer. But I know they're wrong. Um, but anyway, so I'm going to go ahead and play this audio clip. I, the first thing I did was took my um, invitee list, the people that were invited. I found it on the Internet uh, in a protected area at Script D. I downloaded my own copy, and uh, I, I was able to do a Control-F and search through it and find, you know, all kind of stuff. And Musk was not even invited. All right. I know that seems like, oh, but he's got to be because he's a billionaire. You know what? Maybe he just said no. Biden said no. I mean, uh, Putin said no, and that's why they want to wipe him out. Um, So anyway, um, this is also from the redacted show. It's a little snippet. It's not too long. And it's talking about Elon Musk and what he's doing in regard to Starlink. A lot of people uh, look at Elon Musk's um, 
oh, the neuro, the Neuralink or whatever. And you know what? If you go back and do some real homework, which hardly any Christians ever do, they just watch some YouTube video and go, aha, I got you. I know what you are. And then they start throwing it all over the Internet like a virus before they do it. They don't do any real home, homework at all. The reason why Musk did, and and by the way, you will, I, I guarantee you, you're going to have guests that come on this program who I love dearly, who are going to emphatically disagree with me. And I will just say, oh, okay, well, you know, okay, I will placate because I'm not going to get into a debate if they want to believe that, you know, the Antichrist is a pink, purple, polka dotted, you know, lizard creature or something, then fine. If they want to think the earth is flat. Fine. You know, I don't I'm I'm certainly going to steer the conversation away from the stuff that's not accurate as best as I can. But I'm not, you know, if you know, we just we got too much to worry about. And what we, you know, let people, you know, if they want to think that King Charles is the Antichrist. Fine. I'm not going to get into it. I know who it is. All right. Now, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. So I'm going to go ahead and play this little snippet. It's really good, actually. All right. Here we go. Here we go. More news on Ukraine that we want to get to. Elon Musk, with some breaking news uh, this afternoon, uh, announcing that his company SpaceX is going to limit the use of the Starlink system in Ukraine. Of course, this was one of the early things in the war after February of last year that everyone was sort of like praising Elon for sending Starlink so people could have Internet access. Right. It's satellite based. So Mm -hmm. it's, you know, available to anyone underneath the atmosphere. You just put up a satellite dish on your house, um, and people that live in rural places can get internet access. The idea was to bring internet to the world. And well, so, you know, a lot of the narrative around rolling this out was about the urban disruption, about people who needed to leave their homes, keep in touch with their family, about how, oh my gosh, you know, Ukraine has been sort of bobbled up from the middle. People don't even know where to go. They don't know where their relatives are, who's being called up. And so it was for people, um, mostly for families. Uh, but what they're saying now is they never meant for it to be weaponized, and they know that Ukraine has been using it on the offensive. They don't specifically say uh, what type of offensive moves that they find offensive, uh, pun intended, but they're saying that they know that it's used for attack drones, they know it's used for surveillance, and they just never meant for that to happen, and so they're pulling it. Well, and if you see these drones that we just featured in that last story with Scott Ritter, where we talked about the chemical weapons use, and you see that these drones are dropping canisters of some sort of chemical weapon, and then to know that, wait a second, the drones that they're using are using the Internet, and they might be using our Starlink system to carry out war crimes? I think that's when we shut down the Internet service. Yeah, you got to find Sorry. a different... You're going to have to find a different provider. All right. Well, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. So that was actually Elon Musk's decision. You know, he made it and he said, you know what, I'm going to turn it off. I'm going to unplug it so that they can't use it for evil. All right. So, um, you know, again, this is a dynamic that is constantly in play in our world right now. And Christians, as well as other people as well, um, they jump to conclusions with not enough information. Uh, like I was saying, Neuralink, uh, if you do a little bit of homework, was and is, and you know, it, it's not fully developed or anything like that. But his intentions, just like with the, the Starlink stuff, were good. You know, helping people to, you know, 
No more muscular dystrophy, no more blindness, no more Alzheimer's, uh, and, and also ultimately to be able to drive, you know, those e-cars uh, just by thinking about it, you know, watching the screen and, you know, thinking about turning left, turning right, that kind of stuff. Um, you know, but we all know what Satan will do. Satan will do exactly what he did, what we just heard with the Ukraine, and um, and the Nazis will use it to drop chemical weapons. And Musk was like, nothing doing, unplugging it right now. All right, praise God. So anyway, uh, next one up. Thank you, Jesus. So Representative Lauren Boebert on, uh, says on Twitter, she says, Now Biden and his minions are going after your refrigerators and your washing machines, claiming that new regulations will reduce climate change. <sighs> I guess we're going to go back to ice boxes. <laughs> now, they, 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 they're serious about the 15-minute cities. And by the way, they have set those up all over China. Now, I don't know if they're done with them yet, but they have turnstiles. You've got to do a facial uh, scan, rec- scan uh, and all that kind of stuff, even to be able to get through the uh, turnstiles and stuff. So they, they've really locked you know, certain parts of China down real tight. Uh, you know, and it's, it's so – it is so – it's it's what we knew was coming really. The 15 minute city concept didn't know that was coming, uh, uh, you know, back in 2010, 2011. But we did we did talk an awful lot about the ghost cities in China and the likelihood that a lot of those ghost cities are going to be used to put uh, the people that are um, you know that do take the mark into these you know containment areas. All right, um, uh, Dan Bogino uh, makes a comment and he says here. Here's how the massive Biden tax hike is going to affect all of us. Quote, this means that if your assets rise in value during a year, you will pay taxes on that increase, even if you realize no actual gains through a sale. So for all of us out there that do have homes that we own, guess what? They keep going up. We're going to pay taxes on that to the point that we're not going to get a tax return. We're going to end up owing the government money for doing nothing. So they're, they're, believe me, the tentacles of the hydro just they're everywhere. They are absolutely everywhere. All right. I, you know, it's, it's kind of heartbreaking, but please, Jesus, please, Jesus, Father, if there's anything, I need your, Father, I, in front of everybody, I will pray, Father, I need your help. This week especially, because it has the potential to be explosive, and I just want to walk in peace. I just want to leave in peace. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father, for your divine protection. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. All right, next one up. Turns out that Christ the Redeemer statue that is overlooking, you know, way on the tippity top of the hill over Rio de Janeiro uh, got hit with a massive uh, lightning bolt. Uh, one of those, you know, that lasts for a while and some people snapped some photographs. And then there was like little comments going, I wonder if this is a sign. <laughs> I wonder how many people that asked if that was a sign realized that they just had, they just poisoned the entire wor- world with a department, a United States Department of Defense bioweapon. <laughs> oh, Lord, please, please come and get us. 
please, Jesus, come and get us. Next one up. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Deadly mosquito virus detected in South Australia for the first time, according to Sky News Australia. And what it is, is now for the very first time in their history, there is a potential for a massive um, encephalitis outbreak being spread by mosquitoes. So this is brand new. Um, Is it on purpose? What do you think? All right. All right, now we're going to get into a little bit of the Twitter files action. I can see the clock sticking down here, but let's go ahead and just dive right in. I will point out to you that on Twitter, uh, Elon Musk has said he's leaked out the information because he's physically going through. I don't know if he has a committee or if it's all by himself, but he's going through what's probably terabytes of data, you know, just incredible amounts of data. I don't know if it's terabytes, but whatever. He says that Obama is all over them. Anybody surprised? (laughs) Hopefully not. All right. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. All right. Next one up. Okay. Now I have to play this one for you because it is uh, this lady. uh, And uh, let's see here. Her last name is Luna. And she came to open up a can of whoop honey on the Twitter executives during their inquisition. And here we go. She really did a great job on her research. It's, it made me want to, I was very sad. Communicated with government officials ever on a platform called Jira. Yes or no? Real quick answer. We're on the clock. Not to the best of my recollection. Not your Anybody that's doing any kind of IT work today ought to know what Jira is. It's a cloud server, and that's what they were using. Excuse me, the government agencies, the three-letter agencies. But really what upset me, she put together a chart. I'm, I'm not upset about the chart. What I'm upset about is that the agencies that I have historically trusted as a, you know, doing what I do for a living are a party to it. And I'm like, okay, this corruption is really, I mean, it's like, you know, it's like stage five cancer, and there isn't even a such thing as that. That's how bad these tentacles are. But anyway, I'm just going to continue her discussion. Recollection? Great. Have, if you did, in the event, communicate, who would have had access to this platform? The nature of my confusion. Okay. Jira did you ever speak to government officials on Jira regarding taking down social media posts? Again, not to the best of my recollection. Can you explain to me why the federal government would ever have interest in communicating through JIRA, mind you, a private cloud server with social media companies without oversight to censor American voices? I want to let you know that this is a violation of the First Amendment, and the federal government is colluding with social media companies to censor Americans. Mr. Chairman, I ask for unanimous consent to submit these graphics into record. And Mr. Roth, I'm going to refresh your memory for you. This flowchart um, flow shows the following federal agencies, social media companies, Twitter, leftist nonprofits, and organizations communicating regarding their version of misinformation using JIRA, a private cloud server. On this chart, I want to annotate that the Department of Homeland Security, which has the following branches, Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency, also known as CISA, Countering Foreign Intelligence Task Force, now known as the Misinfo, Disinfo, and Malinformation, MDM, 
This was, again, used against the American people. The Election Partnership Institute, or Election Integrity Partnership, EIP, which includes the following Stanford Internet Observatory, University of Washington Center for Informed Public, Graphica, and Atlantic Council's Digital Forensic Research Lab, and potentially, according to what we found on the final report by EIP, the DNC. The Center for Internet Security, CIS, a nonprofit funded by DHS, the National Association of Secretaries of State, also known as NASS, and the National Association of State Election Directors, NASED. And in this case, because there are other social media companies involved, Twitter. What do all of these groups, though, have in common? And I'm going to, again, refresh your memory. They were all communicating on a private cloud server known as JIRA. Now, the screenshot behind, uh, screenshot behind me, which is an example of one of thousands, shows on November 3rd, 2020, that you, Mr. Roth, a Twitter employee, were exchanging communications on Jira, a private cloud server, with CISA, NASS, NASED, and Alex Damas, who now works at Stanford and is a former security, of, um, security officer at Facebook to remove a posting. Do you now remember communicating on a private cloud server to remove a posting? Yes or no? I wouldn't agree with the characterization. I don't care if you agree. This, Do you, this, is, this is your stuff. Yes or no, did you communicate with a private entity, the government agency, on a private cloud server, yes or no? The question was if I could. Yes or no. Yeah, I'm on time. Yes or no. Ma'am, I don't believe I can give you a yes or no. Well, I'm going to tell question. you right now that you did, and we have proof of it. This, ladies and gentlemen, is joint action between the federal government and a private company to censor and violate the First Amendment. This is also known, and I'm so glad that there's many attorneys on this panel, joint state actors. It's highly illegal. You are all engaged in this action, and I want you to know that you will be all held accountable. All right. Gives you a lot of hope until you remember who the D Department of Justice is. Here's another whooping that came in from a uh, uh, another um, representative, Nancy Mace. Uh, this has a little bit of music in the background. It's a little edited, but I can I've seen the actual C, you know, essentially the C-SPAN, the original. Uh, anyway, let's hit this one real quick. Whoop. Hold on a second. There we go. Consequences for this type of online harassment and speech. Well, that's, I must say, those are very real consequences. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. The Twitter files were not just about Hunter Biden's laptop. Twitter worked overtime to suppress accurate COVID information. Apparently, the views of a Stanford doctor are disinformation to you people. I, along with many Americans, have long-term effects from COVID. Not only was I a long hauler, but I have effects from the vaccine. It wasn't the first shot. But it was the second shot that I now developed asthma that has never gone away since I had the second shot. I have tremors in my left hand, and I have the occasional heart pain that no doctor can explain, and I've had a battery of tests. I have great regrets about getting the shot because of the health issues that I now have that I don't think are ever going to go away. Where did you go to medical school? I did not go to medical school. I'm sorry? I did not go to medical school. That's what I thought. Why do you think you or anyone else at Twitter had the medical expertise to censor a doctor's expert opinion? Our policies regarding COVID were designed to protect individuals. We were seeing you guys censored Harvard-educated doctors, Stanford-educated doctors, doctors that are educated in the best places in the world, and you silenced those voices. You're not a doctor, right, Ms. Gaddy? 
No, I'm not. Okay. What makes you think you or anyone else at Twitter have the medical expertise to censor actual, accurate CDC data? I'm not familiar with these particular situation. Yeah, I'm sure you're not. It's not just about the laptop. It's about medical advice that expert doctors were trying to give Americans because social media companies like Twitter were silencing their voices. Yep, this stuff is actually happening in the House of Representatives while we're all watching the balloons getting shot down. All right, anyway, um, but, uh, you know, it might be some sleight of hand there. Don't know. All right, praise God. So anyway, next one up here. I'm trying to watch my time because it does go quick. All right. Hallelujah. This is a really interesting uh, inquisition coming from Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene to Yoel Roth. Uh, that guy was the one of the guys that was lying out of his yacht. You know, the, the, see, they, what they'll do is they'll say, well, I, I don't recollect that. I, I can't characterize it. it. You know, what they're doing is they're just doing everything they can to not answer the yes or no, because they know that they can go to jail for a real long time for lying to Congress. But a lot of them, you know, looks like they're going to end up there anyway. Well, we'll see. You know, again, if the DOG J doesn't step up, which it probably won't. But you don't know. Sometimes they, they're young. You know, again, what, look what happened to John F. Kennedy. The Kennedy bloodline is one of the top 13 Illuminati bloodlines in the world. So they eat their young. All right. This is Marjorie Taylor Greene. All right. Here we go. Here it comes. So glad that you're censored down. I'm so glad you've lost your job. Thank God Elon, Elon Musk bought Twitter. And you know what? Let's talk about something a little bit further. It's amazing to me, Mr. Roth, as the head and trust of safety at Twitter, your ability, or should I say inability, to remove child porn. Now, here's something that disgusts me about you. In your doctoral dissertation entitled Gay Data, you argued that minors should have access to Grindr, an adult male gay hookup app. Minors? Really? You know, Elon Musk took over Twitter, and he banned 44,000 accounts that were promoting child porn. You permanently banned my Twitter account, but you allowed child porn all over Twitter. Twitter had become a platform, you said, connecting queer young adults. You also wrote on Twitter in 2010, can high school students ever meaningfully consent to sex with their teachers? In 2021, while you were the director of trust and safety on Twitter, an underage boy and his mother announced a lawsuit against Twitter because, because Twitter was benefiting from and refused to remove a lewd video featuring this boy and another minor. That is repulsive. But you violated me. What, did, what were my tweets? Okay, let's talk about them. I was talking about the deaths being reported on bears. By the way, that's on the CDC website. I was also saying that I didn't think the, any entity should enforce a non-FDA non approved vaccine or mask. Guess what? A lot of people agreed with me. But you called that COVID misinformation. By the way, I'm a member of Congress and you're not. All right. Praise God. So um, she goes on for a little while longer, but, um, you know, you got the gist of it. I love this particular guy. This here is Representative Clay Higgins. Let's listen to what he says to these Twitter entities. Oh, so much sickness and twistedness. All right, here we go. 
Um, bottom line is that the FBI had the Biden crime family laptop for a year. They knew it was leaking. They knew it would hurt the Biden campaign. So the FBI used its relationship with Twitter to suppress criminal evidence being revealed about Joe Biden one month before the 2020 election. You, ladies and gentlemen, interfered with the United States of America 2020 presidential election, knowingly and willingly. That's the bad news. It's going to get worse because this is the investigation part. Later comes the arrest part. Attorneys are familiar with that. Mr. Chairman, I'd like to spend five hours with these ladies and gentlemen doing depositions surely yet to come. But for right now, I'll yield the balance of my time to my colleague, Mr. George. All right. Um, praise God. Uh, let me go ahead and kill that. Yeah, there we go. All right. Thank you, Jesus. So, again, they're they're taking a whooping and they deserve it. Um, I just hope that, you know, oh, and I wanted to let you know about this. Um, it, it appears that Plandemic 3 is out. So if you go to Plandemic.com, I think it is, oh, you can search on it with DuckDuckGo. You'll find it. Uh, but anyway, they have a segment on there, uh, The Truth About Ivermectin. Now, I'm only going to play like a teensy-weensy little bit of it, okay? Uh, but, I, I, you know, I, I want to go back and watch the whole, you know, third series of it. All right, here we go. Okay. Okay. ...spread over the past couple of years. One of the most disturbing false narratives was targeted at the Nobel Prize winning human medicine, ivermectin. What you're about to see will reveal the motive behind the smear campaign against one of the safest and most effective medicines of this era. A medicine that, according to the numerous top scientists I've interviewed this year, could have ended the pandemic before it began. So things are clearly bad, but they're being made even worse by people who have refused to take the vaccine and instead are swallowing horse paste. Horse dewormer. There's no clinical evidence that indicates that this works. It goes beyond that. We actually know that it doesn't work. Ivermectin <laughs> is ineffective against COVID, but could put you in a coma. It can kill you. It can kill you. Turns out I got COVID. So we immediately threw the kitchen sink at it. All kinds of meds, monoclonal antibodies, uh, ivermectin. One of those drugs he mentioned, ivermectin, is something more often used to deworm horses. <laughs> we should talk about that. That bothered you. It should bother you, too. I They're lying I... at your network about people taking human drugs versus drugs for it, veterinary. It's calling it a horse dewormer is not a flattering thing. I get it's that. It's a lie. They, they, they shouldn't have said that. Why did they do that? I don't know. You're it's the a lie. Iver... <laughs> By the way, that's a... Entity Gupta, they're all paid for. Anyway, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. Anyway, it looks like the six seals so close to us right now, they're all going to fall and die under rocks or whatever. So we'll see. That's up to the Lord. All right. Um, praise God. So anyway, let's go ahead and continue on with the last couple of uh, news bites. And uh, then we'll bring on uh, Dr. Droid Jeffries Pugh. Hopefully, Brother Zen will be able to join us. And, uh, and uh, you know, praise God. All right. So next one up. Okay. So just so you're aware of, there's a thousands upon thousands of medical workers are now marching. Uh, now, if it's still, I don't know if it's going on at this very moment, but they, there is just absolutely huge, uh, um, uh, you know, um, march, you know, uh, rights march uh, for medical workers in Madrid, Spain. Praise God. Also, just so you're aware of, um, there is 
So now, now we have video of Kamala Harris uh, in a partial shapeshift, okay? You can see the, the gills, essentially, um, sticking out in, in its neck, and the eyes of this entity now are black, just like Biden. So we're not dealing with what Kamala used to be, which was someone with the intellect of a French fry, but um, now we're dealing with a Julian Overlord. All right. Anyway, just discussing stuff. Um, all right. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. North Korea unveils a record number of intercontinental ballistic missiles at the middle military parade. So they watch these things, you know, the intel people, blah, 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 you know. And they're like, wow. Yeah, there's like 30 more of them than there was on the last parade. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, so, you know, but we already know what's going to happen with that. All right. We know there's going to be a some type of a, a war kickoff event for North Korea whereby they sink a, an American uh, aircraft carrier and then uh, do, launch a full all-out assault uh, right over the DMZ directly into Seoul. And Seoul is a very, very, very densely populated place. I've been to a couple places in Korea, and I can tell you, there's a lot of people there. Um, uh, praise God. Oh, and also, I just want to let you know, in case you didn't know, that if you hear, you know, the evil ones out there saying, oh, no, it's the rhinovirus. And they say, you know, put the RV numbers there, and oh, my gosh, it's the rhinovirus. I had the rhinovirus, and we're going to die. The term rhinovirus is actually... The common cold. Okay. So, now you know. All right, praise God. Next one up. The United States warns of North Korean cyber attacks coming. Now, I take all of this with a grain of salt because I know how much the three-letter agencies and the black ops in this country like to do 9-11 stuff now. So, I don't believe it's – I don't really think – you know, I'm not saying that state actors don't do a cyber attacks. What I'm saying is the really bad stuff is almost guaranteed going to be coming from us attacking ourselves. Of course, just remember, just like with the Masons, you know, there's a, you know, if you're at the blue levels of the Masonic Lodge, you're going, the only reason you're going over to that lodge is to eat chicken wings and watch porno. Okay. And you knock on the door and go, Maha Bone, and they let you in and you can hang out with your little fez wearing friends and wait for the next parade so you can go, meet, 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 and drive in circles. That dynamic exists with the National Security Agency, it exists with the FBI, it exists with every one of these corrupt, you know, the there's tens upon tens upon tens upon tens upon tens upon tens upon thousands of people that work at these different organizations, and they're not all bad. As a matter of fact, there was, a, as, you, as you probably already know, there were a whole bunch of uh, FBI um, whistleblowers, I don't know what the exact number was, uh, but there was a noteworthy number, and I'm I'm not exactly sure whatever happened with that. You know, one of the things I do find troubling is whenever, uh, you know, whether it's Alex Jones or, uh, you know, the guys uh, like Clayton Morris is doing the redacted program or Judge Napolitano, who, you know, who does his little program on YouTube called the Defending Freedom, uh, you know, whatever source it is that you eventually, you know, stumble across, uh, one of the things that you'll – 
you know, see happening pretty commonly is, um, you know, there's a a lot more complexity to understanding these dynamics. I mean, you know, you know when you when you have like a Elon Musk say, "Hey, I'm unplugging Starlink over Ukraine because it's being used for bad nefarious purposes." Well, there you go. There you go. So again, I guess I guess where I'm heading with this is that it's really important when you are looking into these matters to look into the matters. You know, and I will tell you this. I don't, you know, I'm just letting you know. As a general rule of thumb, Christian sources are the worst ones of all. So if you can get your hands on it, if you can find it anywhere on the Internet, and I think the last time I brought it up, somebody did send me a link, and it is out there somewhere on the Internet for free. Um, and I forget the name of the guy. Here, I'm going to go ahead and look and see. Maybe I'll get lucky. Sometimes I do get lucky. It's called Super Sheep. Super Sheep. By Ken Davis. Okay. Super Sheep. Ken. Yeah, there we go. Ken Davis. Let's see if I get a hit on this. No, I'm not using. Um, oh, there it is. Okay, so they, they are selling the DVD of it. Ken Davis Super Sheep. Oh, here they have. They put it back on video, the whole one hour segment of it. And um, here, let's see what happens when I bring it up. He's a Christian comedian. Whatever thou sayest. And we do that because we want to put them at a level where we believe that they could respond to Christ. They could be good Christians, but we never could because we don't have the spiritual advantage that they have. This just isn't true. For the same reason, some people don't understand the humor in the Bible. There is humor all through the Bible. There's going to be humor in some of the things. For while I'm going to die, I'm not going to be with you anymore. Hidden with guilt. The world full of trouble. I'm trying to it's find the part. World. It's in our cities. It's in our And to search the scriptures to find out how lion doesn't mess around. Lion doesn't mind the water business. In fact, if a lion comes to a calm place of water, you rough it up just to make it exciting. He's talking about why did Jesus call it? Why didn't Jesus call us lions? Why did he call us That's sheep? That's what I want to be. I want to be something tough. So I went to the back of the scriptures and I looked up lion. And I found a verse. I was so excited. First Peter chapter five, verse eight. Lion. That's what I mean. Those animals that walk with their shoulders moving like that and look with hatred. See, I have a cat. I hate cats. I'm sorry. I hate cats. No. So anyway, uh, because of the lack of time, and we want to bring on our guest, um, it, it's really funny, and it's it. You learn a lot from it, um, but he. He goes on, and we didn't, you know, so basically he was raised on a farm, and he had a sheep. Well, they had more than one sheep, but there was one in particular that was kind of almost like a pet for him. Herman was his name. And, you know, he was a kid and everything, and he would mess around with Herman. And he would explain to you, he explains to you all these stories about how incredibly dumb sheep are. You know, like Herman would come around the corner of the barn and he would hide, you know, behind a couple bales of hay or whatever. And then he'd see Herman coming around and he'd jump out and go, boo. And Herman would just like drop over on the side with his legs like straight up in the air. So anyway, um, it's really hilarious uh, when he explains, you know, and his, his what he's trying to say is, 
you know, I don't want to be, I don't want Jesus to call me a sheep. I want to be a lion. I want to be anything else. Why did Jesus call a sheep? Now, he also says that we're super sheep because through Christ, we have that, the power. The power comes through Jesus in us. All right, praise God. But the fleshy sides of us are still, well, sheep. And we all kind of know that. That's why there's that little nickname out on the Internet called sheeples and stuff. All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. So anyway, uh, let me go ahead and come over here. Oops, that's not what I want. Stand by. I got a – there we go. Okay, so I'm glad that Ken Davis's thing is out there. Um, and let's go ahead and bring on uh, Dr. Joy Jeffries-Pugh and Brother Zen Garcia. Hallelujah. If he's with us. I, I, again, I, I, I see Joy, but I see another number that unless maybe Zen called in with his phone or something, he usually, usually he uses Skype. So, well, let me try that one first. Um, who do I have on this line? 508, Head. Hello? Brother Zen? Okay, so that would be a no. It looks like we might just have uh, Dr. Joy with us right now, as far as I can tell, looking at the call doc, which is absolutely awesome. Praise God. So let's go ahead and bring on Dr. Joy. Dr. Joy Jeffries Pugh, the author of an incredibly large, very thorough, and I mean way ahead of its time, prophetic in every sense of the word, uh, uh, beguiled from Eden to Armageddon. Praise God. So anyway, thank you, Dr. Joy, for joining us tonight. Uh, how are you feeling? How's everything going? Good. I'm doing great, John. How are you tonight? I'm doing all right. <laughs> I got a little bit good, of a rough week good. ahead of me at work, but nope, nope. I'm I'm doing fine. Thank you for joining us. Um, I don't Listen, know. Listen, I'm glad um, I was able to. Yeah, I mean, so what are your thoughts about all the weird things that are going on on this round? I mean, <laughs> it just doesn't seem to let up, does it? No, it really doesn't, and I guess uh, this week I'm, I'm still working on the book, my new book, and I'm getting closer to getting that completed, so I'm really, really trying to look at every aspect of every field of study to make sure I'm trying to include it all in this final product that I'm going to be able to hopefully get out in a couple of maybe months. The, the thing about it is is that it's escalating, and the convergence of the signs are getting even greater. One of the most, uh, I guess, unique things that I wanted to see tonight, uh, I was at church and was able to get through to get back home because I, I have always looked at the opening ceremonies, closing ceremonies of the uh, Olympics, and I've also always looked at the uh, Super Bowl halftime. And so tonight it was just another uh, proof that Satan is really being played out uh, before humanity in such a way that's very, very, very obvious that this the the pictures of people being in red and then the people in white being below this um, the iconic image, I will just say, is something that's been being talked about since the Grammys. And most people that um, have been paying attention to what happened at the Grammys was when Sam Smith did this um, particular song called Unholy. And he, of course, was dressed in red and had these people, like, falling all around him and this kind of thing, and really promoting the agenda of Satan. It was quite amazing that um, how music has moved from the days of when I was growing up until the days of today. 
And so tonight I was interested to see what they were going to do for the Super Bowl. And sure enough, with Rihanna, they had her dressed in red and lifted her above all the other beings. And they were all dressed in white. And it's always interesting to me. Each year they always put these people around them who are doing rhythmic dance, but it makes them all the same size, dressed exactly the same way. And so it appears that there are a bunch of clones running around or everybody's equal. You cannot tell tonight really the differences between the male and females until the camera actually went really close and you could tell when they would pull the jackets open, you could see that the women had more bra-like bathing suit tops on where the men had a smaller like little um, vesture-looking thing on. But it's, it's still promoting the idea of Satan being above, and I thought that I, I knew what they were going to do. I knew that at the very end that they were going to do diamonds in the sky because she came from the sky down, and then at the end they lifted her back up like a diamond in the sky. And if anybody has ever studied uh, Satan, you understand that he's a star that fell from heaven because he wanted to be God, and that's why he was put out of heaven. He was a a being that was created by God, very beautiful. He was not an ugly being. And um, he really had the intelligence to be able to do a lot of things. But the thing he could not do is he could not be God, and he wanted to be God. So when they ended the session tonight, it had Rihanna going back up on a platform up into the sky as they continued to do the fireworks. And at the very last when they showed it uh, at the top of the stadium, it almost looked like a lake of fire. All these things are not done like for show. It is all done with a very, very uh, subliminal message that's being sent out about Satan and him being Lucifer and being actually worshipped. And so it just it fell right along in line with everything that I've researched in the past. It's just that I've been gradually seeing it get to the point that Satan is being lifted above everybody so that you are brainwashed to accept this paradigm shift. Instead of worshiping God, you are starting to see things like this that are solely worshiping Satan. And so we, as people who are here and anybody in that stadium that was there tonight really saw this play out right in their faces. The problem is that nobody will really say too much about the fact that it was a satanic event. The gyrations of the people there on um, the, the football field were quite sexual. That's the thing that's most unusual about everything because if you study Satan in the pagan religions, their thing was always about sex. That's the whole thing it was revolving around was fertility and sexual deviations. And so tonight, you know, it didn't take very much to understand with them rotating their bodies around and, and bending over and laying on their backs and gyrating like they were doing and then as she moved across the uh, stage, they were on their hands and knees crawling behind her. So this, is, this has become a, a very serious thing, no different than the, uh, the Grammy Awards where 
where Stan Smith did what he did, dressed in a devil suit. It's just that if you don't understand that we're living at the end of days, what is being played out right before your eyes is to make you accept these things and tolerate them. And so the point is now is that if you try to say something about it, and it's going to get to be the point as I um, try to listen to the beginning of the um, of the uh, of some of the award shows, it was clear to me that they really are starting to put down Jesus and anything that's biblical. And at the Grammys, they had a woman who was. Um, uh, I guess identifying more as a man, and her comments were about biblical hatred had kept her from being able, I guess, do or have opportunities in her life. Never had I ever heard on anything the term biblical hatred. So what we're fixing to see is that the followers of God, followers of the true creator God, Jesus and the Holy Spirit, are going to start being harassed. And it's going to become a point in our lives as Christians that there's a great chance we will suffer imprisonment because we are going to be considered by the world to be totally backward, blind to progress, politically incorrect, not tolerant, biased, standing in the way of progress, and actually a menace to the completion of the Great Reset. And if you are a faithful Christian, standing in direct opposition to this New Age movement, this New World movement, this Great Reset, you are going to find that their quest is to be godlike here on this planet. And if you're trying to do anything to stop that, you become the bad guys. And so, you know, Scripture has always told us that you would be able to tell the season of the end of days, and it would be like the days of Noah. Well, truthfully, right now, with all the things that are happening in our world and the fact that there are only eight souls out of all those hundreds of thousands and millions, I mean, there's, there's statistics now showing that the probability of the population of planet Earth at the time of the flood was huge. And so if all those people died in a flood and only eight souls were able to be saved on Noah's Ark, we are getting there because we are clearly seeing the liberals in this world where they can, you know, legalize the abortion, you know, use the ability to kill babies at, at birth, and then use aborted babies for flesh experiments. You know, there's some countries that have have mixed dead flesh in with certain things to take as um, endurance pills. So we're starting to see a line of thinking in this world that has nothing to do with what God created. And if they can entice people through TV, through music, um, through any type of thing that would show them that there's a better way to do this other than what God 
has set for us to do, you're going to see more and more and more about it. I know that they had mentioned that there was going to be some commercials even on tonight that were kind of uh, putting Jesus down. I did not get to see any of that because I had to come on the show, so I don't know whether those had actually come on before I got home from church or if they're coming on later in, in in the shows. But I will say that I was just amazed a couple of years ago to see the first commercial where a curse word was used, and that was something all of my life. I had never, ever, ever seen a commercial that used a curse word in it. And then once that broke the ice, then it became a couple more and a couple more. And I remember thinking that this is just the beginning of the destruction of humanity in their minds and how they watch things. You do not realize, and this is one of the things that my new work is going to show, is that since we are harmonically vibrating we have a frequency with our dna we can be actually manipulated by frequency and sound more so than we probably could even imagine and when i first noted this was in some of the uh research that i did for my book beguile or actually my book my book series beguile volumes one two and three that the vibrancy of putting, a, a, let's say, a flourishing plant into a room where only classical music was played and take another flourishing plant and put it in a room where only rap music using very ugly and um, violent words were used. And what was determined from that in that experiment was that the plant that was in the rap music died the plant that was in the classical music lived. And the plant itself, because it has its vibratory response, everything that's living has a vibratory pinging. It actually is singing. Everything is singing around us. And because we are all different in our DNA, we are all singing a different song, but we have our song. So the thing is, is if music could affect the life and the flourishment of plants, What are the songs that we allow to be played in our presence going down the highway? Sometimes, you know, you just turn on the radio and you're not really paying attention to the song. The problem, even with doing that and the more that I'm researching, is that you are like a tuning fork. So if somebody is tweaking the different um, hertzes on chords and notes, and you're not really paying attention to it, you are still picking it up, and your body will actually respond to those certain frequencies. And I was really amazed in some of the research that I found that the Rockefeller Foundation, back in like 1952, I believe it was, they actually changed the hertz of our music to 440, and having done a little bit of research on this, it makes us, if you're in that kind of uh, frequency, your body will become much more aggressive. And I find it very interesting because the Rockefeller Foundation was very involved with the Nazis. And the fact that this change occurred, you know, uh, World War II and thereafter, 
that that became a real push for all music to go to that frequency. That that was a really big red flag for me in the work that I'm doing because it's almost like since that time, you know, the the Nazi regime, a lot of people don't realize unless they've done the research like I have, that when Hitler had these men um, remotely viewing, they, do, they did transcendental meditation, they did a lot of um, working with the spiritual realm, and they did it by vibrating their bodies and their pineal glands to set them into a lower-level spiritual realm. And while that sometimes people don't understand that, it is capable of being done. And I try to explain this because when you talk about the witch of Endor who is in Scripture and it talks about the oracles and how the oracles um, actually spoke to people, when you have a vibrational frequency, and again, your body is like a tuning fork, so there are places on this earth that are called telluric energy, actually ley lines that cross like dragon nodes. And if you position your body over those oracle sites, you can literally become a medium to something that will come through you. And the witch indoor, when King Samuel went to, I mean, King Saul went to raise up Samuel or talk to Samuel, he used the witch of Endor to conjure Samuel up. So it, it, scripture does not tell us it did not happen. It's always telling us to avoid sorcery, to avoid witchcraft, to not try to go to, into the spiritual realms by another way other than through our Lord and Savior or through the Holy Spirit and that kind of thing and in, in, in what we do as far as, I guess we'd say, meditating on Scripture. Meditating on Scripture is not the same thing as sitting in a cobra position going on with your fingers in a certain little spot and your legs all crossed up like a snake trying to raise the, the, the serpent up the spine into your holy of holies in your head where your pineal gland is. Your pineal gland is functioning like a transponder. It it can transmit and it can receive. And so the new work that I'm doing, I'm trying to do it from a scientific uh, standpoint to prove that what Scripture has told us all the time about keeping your mind on God and how important it is to focus on good and not evil, I'm actually going to be able to show you and my work that focusing on evil, being in evil, participating in evil, watching things that are evil, hearing things that are evil, that your body is tuning to it. And you can say, well, I don't think about those things, and I don't do this, and I don't do that. Statistics show that if you allow a child to be in the presence of other children who are constantly cursing, even though you have raised your child not to curse, that environment will set your child up for it to slip or to become a normal way of speaking. Anytime that you allow yourself to use inappropriate language, to use things and talk about things that are against what God says in his scriptures, you are allowing Satan to have a vibrational control 
over your body in a subliminal way that you may not realize it at that moment. And this is something that is a real concern because we are like cell phones and our bodies are like computers. And when you have the ability from, let's say, electromagnetic waves, which are all over this planet, and you're walking around through your house and outside and wherever, those electromagnetic waves can lock onto you biologically. So if the world's evil can make you more accessible by either having you take something, uh, put it in your body, allow yourself to have a mark, and, and be connected to it even easier, then the controllability over you, your mind, your thoughts, will all go away. And that's one of the things that has concerned me most, and I guess the reason that I really have tried to buckle down to do this book, because I really believe that we are about to see the Antichrist step to power. The cryptocurrencies now are being set up such that uh, in 20, I think it was 2020, there was like maybe 35 countries that were looking at it. Now there's 114 that are pretty much getting ready to do it, plus the ones that have already established their crypto cryptocurrencies. When they do this, and they can get to the point of getting it all set up and ready to go, then every bit of cashless situations, meaning that we only no longer have money in paper or coins, when it goes into cyberspace, you are under a surveillance system that you cannot buy, sell, or trade without that currency, whoever's overseeing it and controlling it, allowing you to have it. And China right now, with their social credit system, can already limit their vouchers to what people can get. So it's like I mentioned on other shows, that if you're a diabetic and you have this voucher for food and you decide you'd like to have maybe some candy or something that they don't deem necessary or they deem that it's not um, appropriate because of your medical condition, you will not be able to get that. So it's, it's denying you your human freedom, and that's where we're headed. Because we're headed that fast and seeing the digital dollar here in the United States did not have any you know, uh, opposition, and that all the major corporations like Microsoft and those kind of companies, MasterCard and that kind of thing, jumped on board, it tells me that we are closer and closer to that mark of the beast. And the mark of the beast comes from the Antichrist. So we are living in the days in which Satan is already here among us. And everything is being promoted and pushed to worship him. That's why... All of these things, like the opening ceremonies for the Olympics for all these years, you know, I wrote about, I guess the first time I wrote about them was back when my first book uh, of Eden came out before I did the uh, updated versions, and that was back in the 80s. And I was already noting how the Olympics was preparing for a man to arise that was going to be very unusual and that Satan was what they were actually talking about in those ceremonies and that he was going to be rising from the ashes and that kind of thing. So he's risen from the ashes, 
And the thing about it is now he's being glorified with people who want to identify with everything that is not God. And I will honestly say that probably maybe 50% of the people that were watching the show tonight, the halftime show, even get what I'm talking about. But I'm going to tell you that the people that are behind this are brilliant. They are evil geniuses. And from the time I started doing all this research, now almost 50, almost 60 years ago, because when I had my dream at age six, I kind of started right then trying to figure out that I was going to see all this happen. So I've been doing this a very, very, very long time. And looking back and seeing the bits of the pieces of the puzzle coming together is nothing like today. It's like right in your face. And it's being done right under your nose in such a little subtle way that people just say, oh, well, that was um, an expression, an artistic expression. If you'll pay attention, there's no things on TV other than if you watch, let's say, a, a show that's on maybe like Trinity Broadcasting where it's a Christian show or tbn what uh inspirational or something like that unless you get a show on your tv like that you will find the majority of the things that you're seeing on tv and that your children are seeing right now are indoctrinations of acceptance of um gender changes gender alterations uh lesbians homosexual activity i mean pedophilia is even one of those things that some of the countries, especially over in Europe in that area, are trying to promote now that that's not even a problem for people to have young children as their wives. And that was one thing that just blew my mind, that they were showing, like, these old men with, like, like little girls that were six and seven and eight years old that they were actually allowing them to marry them. That is pedophilia at its worst. So, John, we are living in a very, very serious time, and the research that I'm doing is, is, is really highlighting everything that I'm seeing that's happening on a daily basis, and it's not going to get better. We have come so, so far from when I first started doing this type of research. It just it gives me chill bumps because these red flags just jump up at me right and left, and it's not going away. It is only going to get worse. And I pray that the catching away will happen before we get any much further down the road. And I know that I can't tell the hour or the day. But as a watchman on the wall, many times we've talked about this, it tells us in Scripture we will know the season. And because I've been doing, like I say, looking for these things for now a long, long time, we are in that season, and it is a promotion to brainwash you to accept the mark of the beast. And they are trying to tune your body so that you just don't think it's going to be a problem. And I think that one of the most horrific things I heard about a week or so ago was that there was pastors in the pulpit telling their flock, oh, 
don't worry about it. If you take the mark of the beast, well, God will forgive you. If you just ask oh him my to gosh, forgive you. Oh, my gosh. You heard it, too. You yes. heard it, too. And I'm, Man, and you I'm know, I won't. You, that's yeah. Satan. That is, no, that absolutely. Is, that is, it's, that it's is preparation. Horrific. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, it it's uh, unfortunately one of the key people. I, we don't, you know, of course we don't mention names because uh, for a gazillion reasons, but you, you can definitely describe like David Wilkerson would do the behaviors, the things that are being said, all that kind of stuff. Um, but you definitely want to avoid names because I can tell you with firsthand experience that, uh, you know, that's going to end up getting you in a lot of trouble. Uh, just steer clear of judge not that ye be judged and focus on your own walk and your own purity. But, yeah, he, uh, one of the leaders in that area is uh, really, really well known. Uh, he's also a cessationist, which kind of is a double dipper. I don't know about you, Joy, but what are your thoughts about this? I, I, I'm hoping I'm wrong. But I'm troubled by the concept of cessationism because cessationism basically says there is no movement, there are no miracles, there is no act, you know, there's nothing, the, all the stuff that the Holy Spirit does, you know, uh, speaking, all, all, you know, the gifts of the Holy Spirit that are, you know, outlined in First uh, Corinthians chapter 13, etc., where, you know, which is, uh, you know, the gift, you know, the word of knowledge, word of wisdom, uh, gift of miracles, gift of healing, um, you know, uh, speaking in tongues, um, there's, uh, um, uh, I'm trying to think of which ones, I forget, oh, the gift of love, um, uh, and I've still got three more to go, and I'm forgetting what they are, but anyway, um, they actually preach and tell people, oh, no, they all, you know, the Holy Spirit and the gifts of the Holy Spirit died uh, long, ba you know, way back during the apostles' time. And I'm like, I don't, what are your thoughts on this? But that sounds to me almost like blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. You know what I it mean? It is blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I totally agree that those uh, fruits of the Spirit and the capability that the Spirit was sent here to do and us to be a part of that. I mean, when Jesus was taken up into the clouds, he said, you know, I, I'm going to go there, but I'm leaving the Comforter with you that can allow you to do these kinds of things. And when all of that happened at Pentecost, um, it never tells us in Scripture that that ended when the apostles died. Those things are still very, very real. And I, I have seen some of these things, and I've heard what I believe are credible stories about healings and even people being raised from the dead. Oh, I was raised that I know. Hey, Joy, just just as yes. a part of your testimony, I, I will throw this in into the mix. That's where that's what I was raised in. I was raised in. I, I mean, I saw. I have seen so many miracles, so many divine healings, so many people in wheelchairs their entire life jump out of their wheelchairs, totally healed. People blind to see. I that that is my upbringing. I I was body slammed with the baptism of the Holy Spirit at the age of nine. My mom had to keep me out of school for like three days. Um, I've been I've spoken in tongues since I was nine. Um, and uh, that I you know we we were also a um, we cleaned houses. Um, you know which is just you know it says these signs. Will, you know, these signs will follow those who believe. They will cast out devils. They will speak right. in new tongues. 
you know, all that kind of stuff. And so that, that's just how we all were, you know, and there was, a, you know, there, one example is there was this lady, uh, her name was Darlene. She came over to the house. She was screaming bloody murder. I was a little kid, you know, and uh, so it was like two o'clock in the morning and, you know, her house was just, you know, she said, pots and pans are going, they're just flying all over the house and doors are slamming and windows are opening and shutting. And she's like freaking out. And like my family is like, Let's get them. Come on. <laughs> They're like, they go over that. Now, one of one the of the women. ladies, unfortunately, yeah, one of the ladies, unfortunately, she uh, one of the demons picked up a uh, an iron, you know, because that was back in the days when everybody had an ironing board set up all the time, you know. And right. one of the demons picked up, yeah, threw the iron across the room and busted her hand. And her dad, who was a pastor, his name is David, went over. You know, while they were doing the cleaning, and he laid his hands right on top of her hand, and he said, "In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, I command this hand to be healed." And sure enough, right there, while they were cleaning the demons, the Lord moved, and her hand was because uh, it was it was busted, it was black and blue. Uh, but anyway, yeah, that's what you that's my life. You know, so when I hear somebody saying they don't believe in that stuff, you know that that what you know what that is? That's a form of pride. Not everybody necessarily gets all the gifts. And there's nothing wrong with that because we're all part of the body of Christ. But to just flat out say that, you know, where, where it says in the scripture, until that which is perfect has come, to suggest that the Holy Bible is, was the marker, the you know, uh, nah, it's absolutely crazy. It's talking about when Jesus arrives. Until you're standing before Jesus, because Paul, Paul also says that, in First Corinthians 12 and 13, he basically says, and, you know, I, I, don't, I can't quote it, you know, directly, but, you know, he says that um, we, you know, when we're in front of Jesus, why do we need to speak in tongues? You know what I mean? When we're in front of Jesus, you know, why do we need to lay hands on the sick? There ain't going to be anybody to stick around us. You know what I mean? So anyway, I'll, I'll, right. I'll turn the mic back to you, but a little bit of common sense, you know, really kind of fills the blank in sometimes. Well, I, it's a sad thing when you have Christians who don't believe what's in Scripture. Now, that's the thing that gets me that they'll say they'll like this part and that part. Unfortunately, they like the parts that go along with what they live, and then they don't like the parts that don't go along with what they live. And that's that's really quite sad. The other thing is, is it says that we can move mountains with just a, you know, a mustard seed. What's happened over time, John, that really concerns me is that we've lost the power because we quit believing in the power. Uh, the satanic forces today believe in that power. They worship it. They tune themselves to believe in it, and they have power. The people who oh, yeah, still do. have the power of the Holy Spirit working through them do exactly what you said. They speak in tongues. They lay their hands on the sick, and they recover. They can drink something deadly. It does not hurt them. I mean, I've seen these things myself, and I've had things happen in my life that I know that the Holy Spirit was manifesting in in me and giving me a gift at the time that I was able to do something. I never felt like it was me doing. I felt like the Holy Spirit was working through me to allow me to do some things for some people that clearly I have no capability of doing what happened. So I know that... It was something that truly God asked me. He led me to do something. I did what he, I felt he was leading me to do. And there was there was a change. There was a, a healing. There was other kinds of things that occurred. So, you know, I guess once you have walked 
these paths like you have. You walked it. You saw it. It's, it's like many times I've said in the past when people would laugh about the UFO phenomena, I'd always think to myself, when you see one, you'll be calling me as fast as you can on the phone. And I can't think of many people over the years that made jest or something, and then they saw something that I was the first person they called. So seeing is believing. Experiencing it is, is definitely a way to um, have a, a forwardness about speaking about it. It's like you and I know it. So, you know, if somebody comes up to me and says, you're just stupid, you don't know what you're talking about, da 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 it just rolls right off of me because I'm looking at them going, isn't it a shame that you just don't have the intelligence and the knowledge to know better? And sometimes it makes you furious. Sometimes it does eat at you when um, people try to make you into something that is a conspiracy theorist. And... uh and I am not a conspiracy theorist. Everything that I try to bring to the table in all of my research has been researched, and it is based on scientific fact. And I I do my work just like an attorney. I want it to be when you I bring it before you, the jury, that you can't find any loophole in it other than what I'm telling you is the truth. So it's really important to me that people know that the power of God is real. And, and you know, there are people who are having manifestations and they are having dreams and visions i have a lot of people because i talk to so many people around the world and and they you know message me privately i I allow people to do that but some of the things and, and some of the dreams and some of the visions that people share with me that have happened and that are very truthful visions that did come true there's no doubt in my mind that that's being poured out and that because we're at the end of days, it says that, you know, that, you know, they will dream dreams and see visions and, and that they will prophesy. I really believe that we are seeing that right now. And I, too, believe that the separation of the wheat and the tear is happening. I mean, I just feel like that the good people are being pulled away from the bad people. There's a lot of people experiencing divorces and separations and things in their families that God is separating the wheat from the tear. And it can be very painful when you're a Christian because you are responding to something that you don't want to happen. But sometimes I think, looking back, even in my own life, that God was preparing me for what I do, having had to go through what I went through, so that I would have, just like we're talking about, that hands-on experience. It's like you and I talking about if you read the scriptures and it says you can lay hands on somebody and they will recover. If you've done that, you know it's true. Nobody nobody has to mock you or laugh at you and make you feel bad because you know it's true. You've seen it happen. So uh, it's, a, it's a lot better, and sometimes it's a very bad thing to have to go through bad things to be able to help people. But it makes all the difference in the world. Once you know it's real, you know it's real. It's not like book sense or somebody telling you about it. It's like you know it. And I think that's one thing, John, the reason that you and I in Zen are able to do the work that we do is because we have lived it. We know it's true. Well, you know, you're absolutely right. Um, you know, um Sometimes, well, like in my life, 
um, got, you know, I made my mind up a couple, you know, uh, I don't, I, sometimes God will let you make a mistake because the trauma, the difficulties, the just the ugly and awful stuff that you have to go through makes you uniquely qualified to be able to help other people because you've been through it and you're right. I mean, there's a big, big difference. Like, you know, and this is this is very real in my life and part of my testimony, but there's a big difference between being an expert on satanic ritual abuse, you know, S R E D I D and having, mm-hmm. you know, Golly, I mean, I don't know. I probably had well over 12 shows with Douglas Riggs and Danny Duvall and Dr. Preston Bailey and, you know, read untold amounts of material on it, and I intimately understood it. But let me tell you something. If if you if you become a target of a witch coven and they send one of their people to come and get you, that is, you know, a mind control slave, essentially, where they can call them up in the middle of the night and say, you know, A, B, D, A, B, C, D, and the person just switches to an altar and well, comes down to try to kill you at your mm-hmm. house, whatever. You know, mm-hmm. it, it, it changes everything. I mean, you can read it in a book until you're blue in the face. But let me tell you something. When you're facing that head on, man, you know, yeah, you learn a lot. And to your point, um, yeah, no, going through it is just horrible. It's just horrible. It can be, it can be absolutely traumatizing. Yes, it can be. And 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 like you're saying, had you not gone through it. You really can't get the whole picture of how it affects you mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually. And that's the thing about anything that has to do with Satan. It locks on to you in a way that nothing else can. I mean, somebody can kind of make you mad, but when they can lock on to you the way like you're talking about and a demonic uh, which we, you know, from Christians, you have what you call demonic oppression. And that demonic oppression can be uh, just beyond words. If you ever get into demonic possession, that for people who are not Christians, I mean, literally deliverance is the only way that that can come by. And um, having, having been aware of deliverance, and, and exorcisms and what it's like to see people that have gnashing of teeth and tear their skin and and become, you know, uh, these alter egos and, and these split personalities and schizophrenic behavior. And you know that it's not, it's, it's not like normal. But it's something until you experience that and you see the spiritual world and that demonic activity manifest, you can read about it all day long in a book. But until you see it and you feel it and you know it's real, you can never, ever go back and not have a total understanding because it opens your eyes that we're living in a world where the spiritual realm is very alive and well on planet Earth. And I think that's one of the things that Scripture really tries to tell us, and it makes all sense to me because I've experienced this through dealing with people in my life, um, that we fight against you know principalities and powers in high places. And it's not against the flesh and blood that we think we're fighting against. It's something else here with us, and it's been with us of, you know, from the get-go. 
but it's real. And I think that if people and, don't and, get this in their minds, they're setting themselves up to take the mark of the beast. And that, that really is horrific in my mind how this is going to be played out. Yeah. Now, you know, um, and, and I'll just toss this over the wall to the listeners. This was one of my things that I needed to learn. My mom used to say all the time, she was full of all these different witticisms. Who knows where she got them from, but it's amazing how many of them have come true in my life. And she used to say, be careful what you ask for, you just might get it. See, the thing is, you know, <laughs> when you're asking for something amiss and you're out of alignment with God's will and you push him too far and you keep on asking, 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 well, guess what? You just might get it. And let me tell you, <laughs> what you end Not up going through. You know, yeah, so, yeah, so, you yeah. know, I, I always like to look for, and you know what, and the funny thing is one of, the, you have to be careful too, because anyway, it, 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 you're, you're right to everything, everything that you're pointing out. It is so true. And I, you know, I, I know for certain that by the year 2016, Let's see, 2011 to 2012 to 2013, 14, 15, 16, five years I'd been in doing the radio show at that point. <sighs> Between 2016 and right now, I'm a totally different person. Now, I'm mm -hmm. not perfect. You know, I'm always self-examining and, you know, oh, you know, I got to fix this you know, issue or whatever, or, oh, I did that again. Uh, you know, I kind of like that old, but, but anyway, um, you know, uh, so you're always a work in progress. And you know what? Just about the time you think that, you know, maybe you have a list of four things, behaviors, and you want to get rid of them. And you make, you make a list. You get yourself a Post-it note. Maybe you have a little 8 by 10 wipe-off wipe board. I, that's what I do. And, um, it, and just remember, God works with us the way he works with Adam. I, I'm sorry, uh, Abraham. So, you know, remember Abraham and lifted that knife and God waited until the absolute last nanosecond to say, right. stop, you know, and, and it, until we understand, you know, the, the parable of the persistent widow and the fact that we're, you know, keep on seeking, keep on asking, keep on reverently knocking it. it, it you got to stick with it. God wants to see your determination. Um, keep on asking, you know, there's things that I'm still working on and, um, and all of us ought to be. And you know what, by the time you get that list done, guess what? You have a whole nother <laughs> list waiting. <laughs> you know? That's, and it's like, you well, know, I, you're like, well, go ahead. I, I think it's I, that I, as you that. get closer uh, to God and you dig deeper into the scriptures, the scriptures will tell you that for someone that's just become a Christian, it feeds you the milk. But as you get deeper into this, like you and I have done, we're digging down to deep meat. And when you get to that level, the expectation of what God wants from you becomes very, very, very critical. So that every, I mean, everything, if I think something wrong, immediately it will hit me. I don't have to think, oh, I shouldn't have thought that. It's like already on me. I should not think that. I should not say that. I should redo this. Uh, and I, I think that walk like that really does make you want to say, what can I do even more that will give me a walk and understand what how Christ walked this earth? I mean, he literally, 
And I realized he was God in the flesh and that we cannot be perfect by any means. But it says for us to follow him. And I think that's the thing that I feel in my life is that I want to get to the point that you can understand what that was like to literally put anything evil away from you. And Scripture wants you to do that. And I'll be honest with you, as we end up in these end of days, as we're doing your body is literally trying to be uh, indoctrinated and infiltrated by everything that's around you. Every gadget you've got is, is broadcasting electromagnetic stuff at you. And like I mentioned, you're a tuning fork, and your body will start picking up like a tuning fork, the vibration that's being sent at you. And the more you think along the wrong lines, the more you're subjecting yourself to really fall victim at the end of days. And I guess it makes sense to me now why the Bible tells the scriptures very clear that if the days were not cut short, that even the elect would perish. You know, when I used to read that, John, I'd think, how is it that smart people could ever get hoodwinked um, by Satan? Wouldn't they be able to know it was him? And now, after all the research that I've done, I'm like, oh, my gosh, he is so good at what he does because he's got people really thinking he's like this red little being with these little horns and a pitchfork like they show on TV. And he's not. They even think he, themselves. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's just so he, – he's so much more than we can be because – it says that if we can't fight this, if we don't have Jesus Christ to fight this for us, we don't have the capability to fight in that realm. And and I think people forget that Satan was the being, the number one being that God created in such a beautiful, I mean, you read what he, what he was like in Scripture. I mean, he was covered in all these beautiful stones. He was not ugly. He was, like, magnificent. He had the capability of song and of worship. So he had the ability to entice other angels who were also immortal to follow him. I mean, you know, and, and we're we're just little, like, mortal beings that are trying to make right decisions, and we're dealing with that kind of power and principality that if, if we're not covered and keep our minds on our Father in Heaven and, and Jesus and the Holy Spirit, we're toast. And I think, unfortunately, John, there's a lot of people that are sitting in churches today thinking, you know, once saved, always saved. You know, I went down and gave my life when I was 12 years old, and, you know, I've kind of been out and done this and done that. He's going to forgive me because I gave They They don't realize that when you... Ch- say you're going to follow him he expects you to follow him and I yes we do make you know we're human and we make mistakes but if somebody just keeps doing something over and over and over again after you know it's wrong God is not going to let you get into heaven I mean the reason he wants you to get it right here is that when you get to heaven you're going to be there with all these people that want to live in paradise and so people who you know, are in the churches and they're not happy and they're causing conflict in the churches and they don't get along, don't think 
that attitude is going to cross over because you got saved when you were 12. Literally, if you're not teaching your body and your mind to become more like Jesus, then, you know, you're, you're going to miss the boat. And I, I think that it's, it's the bad sins are bad, like the pedophilia and, and, you know, all the running around and adultery and all the stuff that goes on, you know, behind closed doors and that kind of stuff. But it's also that thing that you don't honor God as God and you don't clean up your act because you just think, well, he's a good God. And that's what some of these preachers are preaching. Oh, yeah, he's a good God. He's not going to send anybody to heaven. He's just a God by all these different names, but it's the same God. I mean, it's really becoming a time in our in our in our culture and in, in globally that you cannot tell a truth from a lie. And many times people do not read the scriptures. And you need to go back and get an old Bible. You don't need to get some of these new translations. You need to read an old Bible and know what the scriptures say because if not, like I was talking about earlier, you have a pastor that you're going to a church, and he says, don't worry about it now. If you get that mark of the beast, God's, God will forgive you. He'll take it off of you. I'm going to tell you, plain and clear, you take that mark of the beast, you're going to hell. It's over. There is no restitution. Scriptures told you, do not take it. But if you don't read the word for yourself, you're going to be in a big mess just like Eve was in the garden when the serpent said to her, Oh, did God really say that? You better know what God said. Your life, your soul, which is your greatest asset, depends on it. You've got to make the choice. Nobody can make it for you, and you need to make the right one based on God's word. So read the manual he gave you his word. Well said. You know, it's uh <clears throat> matter of fact, you know, you'll get to a point after you've done it enough, um, you know, like like I put, you know, just I'm just, just tossing this over the wall. I'm not saying you have to do it, but, but I think it'll bless you. But they have these, um, and, and here, and I'll even read it, the names of the little apps to help so you can find them. I got them right here on my. Uh, hold on a second. Yeah, there we go. So, um, so one of them is uplifting Psalms daily. Another one is prayers, prayers and blessings probably daily. Wise proverbs. Another one is walk the walk daily, and another one is words of Jesus. Uh, um, uh, just type in words of Jesus. But those, each one of those is an app, and it's free. And so what's kind of neat is when I wake up in the morning, the first thing that I am exposed to, other than standing up and lifting my hands into the air and praising God for a wonderful day, and I just know, you know, I know you're going to watch after me. You know, you speak your positive affirmation. See, the funny thing about it is that the people who don't know the Lord, they know how to do a lot of these things pretty good. What they don't understand is that when this is what they're doing is actually scriptural, but they just don't realize that it is scriptural. A lot of the positive behaviors 
positive, you know, speaking positive affirmations, you know, praising God the moment that you get up. You know, I can tell you as a fact that people who teach, you know, uh, how to change your life with cognitive behavioral therapy methods, um, they're right on target. What they don't realize is what they're teaching people to do is actually right in the Bible. So, I mean, it's like. (laughs) That's the funny thing. Yes, they don't know. Right. They're, they're like telling everybody, "Hey, you need to wake up in the morning, and however you wake up, whatever mood you're in, you know, you, you know, you got to think positive things." And I'm like, "Whatever things are true, whatever things are lovely, well, that's right. whatever things, are, you know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Right from right scripture. out of the Bible, right from scripture. Yeah. But people don't that's read the manual. The they do not read God's word. You will get to a point, folks. Is what I'm trying to say is you'll get a play if you really take it. Seriously, look, the Gospels take a long time to read, and I'm not saying don't read them. I'm saying definitely read them. But I will say this. You can also jump around um, because the Gospels or the the books of the New Testament are not in um, chronological order. Right. Right. So you you can just flip your Bible open and say, hey, looky there, I'm in uh, 1 Peter. Why don't I just go ahead and take some time to read 1 Peter? You can read 1 Peter, the whole book. In like thirty minutes, easy. Thirty right. minutes tops. Yeah, so there's well, so you know, much. And, and we've got the, the apps now that you know we got apps now that will read it to you. You know, I, I tell people when you get to lay down at night, put it on and listen to it. If yep. you do fall asleep, you're still hearing the word of God as you're going off to sleep, and the vibratory oh, response yeah. of that to your body is like yes. positive. It's positive. Yes. Even if it's playing in yes, the room. I was just going to say, Andrew Womack had, um, he put out a little uh, ditty, it's, uh, he called it Healing Verses, and he had this lady uh, who had just like a really pleasant fall asleep kind of a voice, you know, she did a wonderful job, and it was like all the verses in the Bible that had to do with, you know, becoming healed, okay, getting healed right. of a sickness. And he put them all into this, like, collage of, you know, beautiful music in the background and this, you know, very nice voice that just reads one healing scripture after another. And he he gets testimonies all the time from people that just from playing that at night while they're sleeping, they, they, where they're like, hey, that gigantic football-sized goiter isn't on my arm anymore, you know, <laughs> whatever. Yeah, you know, I, I actually example, believe. But you know, I, yes. Yeah. I believe in that. I believe in there's, there's that. I used, um, yeah. I've used things sorry, like that on people that, that were in my family that were sick, you know, and it worked. Yes. Absolutely. Submerge yourself in the Word of God. The word, when it says the Word of God is living and powerful, I'm not going to go quote the whole script. I'm just going to get to the point. When the, when the Bible says that the Word of God is living and powerful, living, living, Think it through here. Living and powerful. Those two words together say it all. Why wouldn't you want that power in your life? It's it's life changing. Um, and here I am preaching to myself because I got like one of the first. I got one of the worst work weeks I have to face starting tomorrow, so I'm going to like really have to put it into action, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Just keep the positive attitude. And I know I get through those things, too, and get into situations, and I'm like, and I'll just start praying, you know, to start praying, Lord, please help me, please help me, you know, guide me and direct me. Don't let me get caught up in this, you know, because I know it's satanic. 
I see the satanic stuff come out so much in people and situations that I know that he plays people against each other and all kinds of stuff. And if you can't make the other person realize it, then, you know, you, you get into arguments and things of that nature. But Satan has such a way of giving you the wrong impressions. I mean, it, it's like finding your Achilles heel and he knows it. Like he might attack you over here with something. He might attack me with something else. But what he attacks you doesn't affect me, and what affects me doesn't affect you. He, he fine-tunes right. it. Oh, yeah. Well, actually, and when God, since we're on the fine-tuning thing, God also, when he is refining you, because – so if you're if you're not at the point in your walk when where you could be refined, see, you got to first get to a place in your walk and your sanctification and your and the harmony that you have with God's will and reading His Word, because otherwise you, as it says in First Corinthians eleven um, uh, twenty eight through thirty one and thirty two, you know you, you you can be chastened by God and there's other scriptures about being chastened. But when you're being chastened, you're being taken behind the barn. You're getting a whooping because you deserve the whooping. Jesus, you know, the Father is going to make he's going to whoop your butt. I mean, I've told people this plenty of times. There's there are, and it says so in the scripture right there in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, 28 through 30, 32. It says right there, many of you are are sick, many of you are uh, you know, sleep, many of you are weak, many of you are sick, many of you are sleep. Why? Cuz you don't you fail to examine yourself, okay, and you do naughty right. things on a regular basis, and and so so once you get past that, then you get into the phase. Isn't this joyous? Then you get into the phase of refiner's fire, because now yeah. you get, you've gotten to the place where God doesn't have to take you behind the barn anymore. But now you've got to get refined. And I'm telling you, some of the refining things you'll have to go through are just as bad, if not worse, than some of the whoopings behind the barn. But anyway, God bless you, Joy. I just love you. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. Did you want to go ahead and close with a prayer for us? Sure. I always like to do the Lord's Prayer because it's something very simple and that people can really say with me. So if you'll close your eyes and just Repeat with me the Lord's Prayer tonight. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who have trespassed against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power in the glory, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Praise God. One of the most powerful prayers, well, the, I would submit probably the most powerful prayer for uh, all of us to, uh, I, I sometimes I'm, I'm, I'm on my knees in prayer and I'm covering a whole bunch of different topics and subjects and issues and a little bit of spiritual warfare here and there and all that kind of stuff. And then it's like, and I'll just go ahead and say the Lord's Prayer, because I really think it blesses our Heavenly Father. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and uh, and be gracious unto you. The Lord God, our Father, uh, lift his countenance upon you and give you peace. And let me tell you, folks, when you get to be my age, peace is worth its weight in platinum. Hallelujah. <laughs> so anyway, Amen. thank you all for joining us. Thank you. Thank, thank you uh, so much, Dr. Joy. God bless you. I always enjoy our program. I love you, John. Thank I love you. I look forward to these shows. I can't wait till next month. 
And sorry about the sound effect there. I missed <laughs> my big, pudgy, goofy finger missed the button for the closing music. Thank you, Joy. This is the one I wanted to hit. Okay. Good night. God bless you. Good night. And we'll see you Wednesday night if I survive my job till then. Lord willing, 7 o'clock. Thanks, Joy. Thank you. children to the clouds, for they shall see my glory.